Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatna. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, ready to kick off our Saturday mornings with the KMA crew. Along with me today is the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella, and of course the guy bringing us all the news all the time, rumor and teaser-free, William the Scoop Cooper. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Wait, is someone's missing? Shocker. Three's three's company. You know, it's actually fitting because, you know, we were saying last week, eh, Paul had a a 2-0 lead on you. You were out two weeks. Paul was here and then. Paul has a lifetime deficit that he can never come back. (laughs) Sure enough. Sure enough. (laughs) Fell off. and and The message came in Wednesday. The message comes in. Yeah, and I believe, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's at Disney. Yeah, That's he's confirmed. That's confirmed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So. yes. A last minute Disney yeah, trip got put on him. Yeah, a surprise gift is the way he. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, surprise. He, yes, surprise. 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 Yeah. Surprise. Like, yeah, packing up. Two kids and I don't, you know, going to Disney. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not that's a that's a uh, hell of a surprise. He, uh, a, he really lives on the edge for a guy with two kids. So that, yeah, Wednesday, exactly. we, I just figured out surprisingly, I'm going to Disney. Yeah, a little suspicious, little suspicious, a little suspicious. Yeah, well, before we get into the thick of things, let's kick off the show properly. Tell everybody what we're smoking. Our listeners out there posting it, let's see what you're lighting up to this morning for KMA Talk Radio. What you got, Coop? Um, I'm going with a cigar from Blackwork Studio, the Intergalactic. Mm. And I, I tell you what, I'm just I'm really impressed with what James has been doing with these brands lately. No, they're doing really good stuff. Been yeah. very, very much enjoying their lines. Yeah, yeah I am too. Go. I'm, I'm, I'm smoking another. Uh, I smoked this the other week. I'm smoking a Perdomo 30th Connecticut, but I'm actually doing the Churchill. Coop mentioned on the show that he's really impressed with the way Perdomo handles. Churchills and torpedoes, and that's yeah. two sizes I, I normally don't smoke. So I said, you know what? Maybe I'll give the Churchill a go. Yeah, give it a go. You? I, I saw you digging in your. Uh, I saw you digging in your cabinet, Abe. A lot of a lot of Stillwell Holiday out there to, today. You know what? That's a good morning smoke right there. I like that. What's that? Wagashi. Yeah, that is a good morning smoke. I like that. That's good. Just posting some of our uh, yep. listeners what they're lighting up. So. I dug in. Look at look at the yeah. color. Look at the color. I think I think this wasn't this definitely wasn't the ones I think he made for TGS. I think this is a, a prototype he sent me before the original release. Yeah, I think that was that they are the look ones. Got yellow, the, the white. Yeah, the white is on there. They were prior to. And I'm lighting this up because in less than a month will be the newest rendition of Dunbar and Tobacco and Trusts TGS exclusive. So if you've gotten your 
TGS ticket, Great Smoke ticket. If you don't know what it's about, go to greatsmoke.com. Literally one cigar event that no one who's a cigar lover should miss, whether you're going to watch it from home virtually or come live. But every year we have some companies make special releases, and Steve Saka right now is the only manufacturer who has done one every year since we started doing it, and it's sold out every year since we started doing it. And um, his release will be you know, talked about very, very soon. It's cleared customs. We'll have it in our possession very shortly. And uh, that will drop on the 3rd at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do a little broadcast with Steve. And during that, we're also just going to roll into our Holidays with Saka giveaway, epic giveaway, win some epic shit. We're just going to give that away right during that broadcast. So I lit up in uh, EX-127. Nice. I'll, I'll tell you what's been cool for me lately because you know I've been so caught up the last month or two, and we, and we all have. So, like well, Obviously, the advent calendar with 25 cigars, there's no way to remember. But even the Hanukkah calendar, I don't remember like what is what day. So – it's it's almost like I'm finding out again when I see the post uh, of what's in there and what's what. So it's it's been kind of cool for me too because I. You and know, I like the calendar because it was very special to me. It was our first one. I put two years into it, and I really worked to get really nine special cigars in that one. I got that one memorized. I like I, I know it's I made the cards. I, I, I made the cards. I stuffed the cards. You stuffed the family. The my rib, Brandy tied the ribbon, so yeah. I got that one memorized. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they'll, they'll bring up the advent calendar, and like I can remember like three slots in the an advent right, calendar. Right, right, right. So yeah, yeah that's been kind of cool. That's yeah, it's a lot of fun. I promise you both. People are going to be very, very. I mean, listen. From the posts I've seen, everybody's been extremely happy, which is yes. What we always look for in a project like this, we want people to yeah. be excited and happy. But when they get to the last days of each one, I think it's going to put it over the top for everybody. A- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's been great the last couple of years, I can tell you that. My only hint with the hunt was this: that the, the last cigars is worth the value of the box. Literally, it literally is. Literally. So. Well, I, get, I wonder if I can get sort of this. Is it a, is, is that a special blend that last one? Or is it a blend that's out? No, oh, it's special, all right. Okay. It's probably a unicorn of unicorns. There we go. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So yeah, that's the people are gonna be real happy. Yeah. In fact, I, I got a feeling once that gets out there, there's gonna be a surge on whatever's left. So yeah. I think people yeah. come back just to buy it to get the eighth day cigar. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. So I was a little preoccupied last night. I missed the broadcast, but uh, you two seem to be like the official bracket boys. The dojo bracket bracket boys. We're the bracket crew. We're the bracket crew. So I think this one, you know, I don't think there was any big, uh, there was any big shockers in there, Coop. There were some close matchups. There was some close, no shockers. It was some close matchups. Some things that didn't go preference-wise for us, but in the end, I don't think it was a. I don't think this was like an abomination, yeah. by any means. I just want to say something before we go deep in this because this is important to me, right? So, you know, here's Matt asking how everybody's hunting. Kids have been excited for presents. You know, what I think it's cool. I think it's cool for the first time. There's a lot of excited adults for Hanukkah. I agree. I, I think it's I great. You know, right? it's a great point. You know, it's I usually, you know, the kids get the gifts and whatever, but I, there's so many adults I'm seeing that are excited. About Hanukkah because of the Hanukkah box, I'm, 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 I love that. You know, I grew up. You know, my dad was Jewish and all that, so I could tell you that that was always a kids thing with with the family. It wasn't an adult. Of course, thing. it and is, it, and, and it is, mean, and it is something. It is the religious something. significance. It's yeah. it's good time for the kids. Yeah, but it is something for the adults. You're right. So it's cool. It's cool too to see people you know that maybe don't normally deal and celebrate in Hanukkah kind of get in on the Hanukkah 
fun. Yeah, yeah. man. We're bringing yeah. religions together. It's awesome. You it's know? awesome. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> In fact, I had to correct uh, one of our socialites today. They were making a a, a menorah out of uh, they, they put like a a wooden plank on the yeah. Hanukkah box, and we're putting the candles up. And I I told them it's left to right. <laughs> Because he started with the day one and day two over on the right side. But I think it's awesome, man. I really do. Very yeah. proud of it. Yeah. And uh, it's something we'll definitely bring back next year. Great. It'll be hard to top this year with the cigars, but something we'll definitely bring back next year. You know, you, you, that first one, you're so worried about it. So you put all this effort in. But, you know, sometimes the bar gets too high. You're like, shit, what are we going to do next year for this thing? Yeah. Like, Holy cow. So, do you have do you have any uh, images of the brackets and whatever? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I knew I do there, was, I knew there were some choices, so I don't know. Yeah. You know what the um, final consumer picks were. So yep. it's kind of hard to see. I think here. I don't know. Yeah, this this was really hard to read. I saw his post. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's he, hard, but you know, because you're trying to get the the film posters in, and it's kind of small. Um. So the first choice was in that that upper left tier here. The first consumer choice, what was it? It was the Grinch. Yeah. Jim Carrey's the Grinch. Yeah, versus Year Without a Santa Claus. Versus Year versus Without what? a Santa Claus. Year Without what? a Santa Claus. I don't even know that movie. Well, you know uh, uh, Cold Miser. Miser and Heat Miser. You have to. No, what's Cold Miser and Heat Miser? I'll show you. Uh, let me pull a picture and you'll, you'll Maybe know. Maybe I'm just yeah. not so recognizing this, it this was, movie poster. This was actually heavy This was on... A big... uh, on yeah. on Coop's on Coop's list. I love that. This one is one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Let me let me let me pull up Heat Miser real quick. Which I'm surprised because Abe Abe, you're in the age range for this one. I think you might just be forgetting this one. I'm not saying you like it or not, but but there it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize him right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, yeah. it. Did not look like the movie poster at all. The movie poster looked like a guy and a girl. I I couldn't. Well, it's Santa Claus it, because it, hold it's on. Some, Are you talking? Go back to that bracket. I want to make sure we're talking about the same one. Are you talking about? No, no, no. It's not in there. It's not in. It would have been next to the Grinch, but when they oh. when the oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know the one they're talking about. What's the one that won? Is it? It's a Wonderful Life. No, 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 no. So in the in the play in round, a year without Santa Claus went up against Jim Carrey's The Grinch and the oh, Grinch okay. one and the Grinch one in an audience vote. Yeah. Right, and then that, that went against It's a Wonderful Life. Is that what number yes. one is? Okay. Yes, yes. I just yes. want to see what the bracket is. I want to see how respectable these picks Yeah. Were. So so then you had moving down, you had uh, uh, the Santa Claus versus um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. That was that next bracket down. Yeah. All right. Then you have Home Alone. Then you have Home Alone. And Home Alone, actually, I think I have the bracket. On my desk somewhere, I can. Wow, home, 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 home alone. Alone beat Miracle on Twenty Fourth Street, huh? On Thirty Fourth Street, yeah. Uh, I, I, fought, I fought for that one, Miracle. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street went up against Polar Express in the playing round. Yeah. All right, that's respectable. Next yeah. one, what? Frosty the Snowman versus Frosty versus Christmas Vacation. All yeah, right. that's good. Yeah, and and then if if you if we head over to the to the top right. Die Hard didn't make it far, man. Everybody says Die Hard is the, the so so. Ultimate. Die Hard was in a play-in. Die Hard was in a play-in with with Gremlins in, and for the studio audience. And Gremlins. One. So look, this was so I get it here because this was the this was the this was the 
controversial one, as Abe would say. <laughs> um, you know, neither their, one of them. This, this was their plan to, to start yeah. a riot? Is that what it is? Yeah. They, so, they, so, they, they were trying to stir that whole thing up, yeah. So in fairness, I think we all agree that Die Hard isn't really a Christmas movie. But there is a subculture of the world that swears by Die Hard as the greatest Christmas movie. For some people, ever. it is the ultimate Christmas movie. Right, right. It, but it, it's I mean, the it, people. Who, it's the people who who have. It's it's a lot. It's a small group making a lot of noise on this. Is what I see, and that's what came out last night. I think with our crew. I mean, I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't Die Hard be a Christmas movie? And listen, it takes really place during Christmas, but that is about it. You know, it has nothing about, to do nothing about Christmas. It's nothing about. I mean, listen. You know, our argument was like, oh, you know, Goodfellas had a Christmas party scene. Does that make it a Christmas Rocky movie? Rocky Four so, was the same. Yeah, Rocky it, was Four, door, it was during Christmas. This isn't necessarily yeah. a Christmas movie. So yeah, Die Hard made it in against Elf, which um, Coop and I are on the same page. It's just a dopey well, bad movie. So let me ask you this question then: Under that parameter, would Home Alone qualify? Yes. Yes. Why? Home Alone is Home Alone is longer, more Christmas. It's it's long. It's, it's you know the kids alone during it's Christmas a, it's, time. It's not about it's, Christmas. No, nah, but it is. It, it, it mean the all listen. Die Hard isn't about like Christmas at all. It just so happens that the date around the movie, like there's no, besides like they're at a Christmas party, there's no Christmas about it. I mean, you know, Kevin's I, alone during Christmas time, and then yeah. you know trying to get his family, and his family comes home for Christmas, and it, you know Christmas think, Day, think, like I the think big that's a gray area. I, the big buildup is that you know they make it home on Christmas Day and find Kevin. Um, so uh, listen, it's debatable. You know, home is, is, is I, on the I, edge. I think it's just so overplayed at this point. It, it is. I was just like last night. I just said, Let's, I just want to get. I didn't want it in there because I just didn't want to deal with it again. Alan, I didn't say Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. What I said is, if you're gonna count out Die Hard, does Home Alone fall in that same parameter? Okay, so clean out the wax, brother. Listen to the dialogue. He's Let's having a rough morning. <laughs> so, All right. So, so moving moving down the line is actually my favorite that I didn't think was going to make it past the Grinch, but it Scrooge? was Scrooge versus Love Scrooge. I, I back Scrooge. I was I was in the Scrooge camp you on did. that one too. You yeah, you did. You Great did. movie. Yeah. Then of course we had so we we had we had a Christmas story so, which of course you know, had to be in there. So here's my here's my thing. Just look at this bracket, right? Yeah. If you're gonna pick a Grinch theme movie you should pick the best one and that's the one to get entry I well, well, on the well, right that's why yeah. on the left but that's they, why Jim Jim Carrey was a play-in Jim Carrey was a play-in yeah. we, we were like I, but I didn't know why Grinch had two spots in this but yeah point. we were all in agreement that the original yeah. Grinch is you Grinch. should just pick a Grinch movie and that's the one that gets entered and if that's a play-in right. one that's a play-in right. one but yeah a Grinch shouldn't be there in my opinion but uh, then we had then we had another play and it was Bad Santa versus Jingle All the Way. This this was kind of the the battle of the bad movies. Yeah. Um. Of which, oh, I don't know. I like Jingle All the Way, but but, but I like both of these movies. I like both Bad these Santa movies. made it in. Bad Santa made. And uh, the last one was was two classics: a Charlie Brown Christmas versus uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That was a that was probably one of the closest battles. Yeah, but neither one of those two had a chance. Agree. Agree. Um, in the long I, haul, yes. I know yeah. Alex and I were on opposite sides with this one. I was in the Rudolph camp. I think Alex, you were in the Charlie Brown. I did. Camp. I went. I went Charlie yeah, we were, Brown. Yeah, I went Charlie Brown. I just said it's you know no excitement with Charlie Brown. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, then as we moved on, you know, totally, totally due to the Colorado boys, Elf 
knocked out Scrooge. Oh, they just that was a disgrace. That, that, yeah. yeah, we had that just, one. And Terrence, just, I put Terrence yeah, yeah. in that category too. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand how you put Elf over over Scrooge, man. No, I, I, I had Scrooge going to the finals in my own personal. Bracket. I mean, look. I mean, whether it's whether it's this version of Scrooge or Ebenezer Scrooge, I mean, how does that how does Elf beat either one of those, in my opinion? Uh, thank you. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Abe and I are on the same page with this one. Right. I thought, right. And I thought Elf was lazy, a lazy movie is what it was. Right. It was a goofy kind of Christmas, goofy Elf holiday. You know, Coop made a great point for as as crazy and wild. And, and, and I said it last night, you know, my favorite character in. Scrooge is Buster Poindexter, the ghost of Christmas past. You know, he was just wildest yep. beer, beer drinking, liquor drinking, cigar smoking, taxi driver from hell. Um, you know, there were great characters. But in the end, when Bill Murray makes that speech, you know, wow. that's that's your, your emotional moment, even in a kind of wild and, and wacky really, film. Yeah, it was great how he did that speech at the end. And, uh, you know, you so know, I got to say, I mean, this is probably the least the bracket that I've least had issues with I've seen. Right. Right. Um, even the winner, but you know what? I'm shocked. Do you know what? I'm shocked. Didn't make this list. I'm, I'm looking to make sure I don't miss it. I didn't miss it, but um, I mean, I put it over a couple of the ones that are there now is there's, there's no nightmare before Christmas. That one didn't come up actually. That's a Shocking, one. actually. Yeah, it's better than the Jim Grinch. It's it's better than some of the ones that are up there by far. Yeah, I agree. um, I mean, I got to admit, I have the least issues with this bracket board of many that I've seen, but that's a shocker to me. I would have seen A Nightmare Before Christmas up there somewhere. It's it's an offbeat one. It's it's an offbeat one, but it's definitely a a classic. I mean, in your defense, it warrants to be there, in my opinion, more than Die Hard. Probably gonna get a lot of ruckus about. I that. I, agree. I, I I totally agree with you. I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Agree with you. As far as you're talking that, about, I would put in because they were trying to stir something up. Because I was fighting well, just not to put it in. Listen, I, think, I, I think those boys believe that that's a Christmas movie for them. Well, no, 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 no. They voted against it, but I think they made really? a good point because if it, it, it was either way, it was going to happen. Because if they didn't put it in, they were going to get an uproar from right. the diehard crowd. True. So, so I think we did the right thing. We got it in. It got in. We killed it immediately, and we put it to bed. But um, what is your thoughts on the final, Abe? Coop and I, I think we're on different sides here. Yeah, we were. We, we well, voted I different mean, on this. You mean just the final or the final versus the the, the the final between the final two or just the final? The final general? the final two. The final two came down to the wire. I mean, literally. I, mean, I, got, I got to be honest with you. Those, for me, are the, probably the two most ultimate. You know, I've made both my – I've made all my kids watch both these movies. They're, they're classics. I mean, they're like, classics. I mean, I think just genre and age and where I fall in, I I, I steer uh, 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 more towards. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. No, towards. Uh, I'm blacking story. out. Christmas story. Christmas story. Yeah, I was I was on the other side, but again, it, this you're wasn't a little a, this, older than me. You're a little I'm older than me. A little older, but I didn't think this was like a miscarriage of justice of winning either. No, very it, popular honestly, movie. I, I, yeah. I'm yeah. okay no matter which one of those two. Yeah. Won. It wasn't my personal choice, but right. but again, you know, I see the impact of that movie. I it's mean, definitely not. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, look, they're really kind of two different movies. One is really an existential, 
life. Yeah, so that was my movie. thing. It's 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 a wonderful life. Is like it's it's a it's heavy. It's a heavy, heavy. movie. It's heavy. It, it is a little heavy. Contemplating suicide. Yeah, very it's, existential it's like a, movie. It's a yeah. tearjerker. You know, it's it's a yeah. heavy movie. And you're laughing your ass off, but you can't deny the cultural impact Christmas Story had. Triple Ab- Dog right. Dare, and you know, poke your eye. I mean, it's just like I mean, stuff that's going to last at least with us forever. I mean, right. So, I mean, that's one of those ones that there really is no injustice. You're just going to have a personal choice, and either one yeah. is worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, no. You, I got to say, Alex, I think you should you talk about your theory with Santa Claus is coming to town. Because Alex did a great job at, like, framing this last night. Where he, where okay. he actually won some people over on, on Santa Claus is coming I, to town. I did. Theory. I did. Yes, yes. yes. I think, it's, I I think did. you should mention this. So, I don't, I don't know if you remember Santa Claus is coming to town. A, but it's Vaguely. it's it's a story of Chris Kringle, and essentially, it, it's basically like the autobio or the biography of Santa, of yeah. Santa Claus. You talking about the animated one? Yeah, the puppet. Yeah, how Santa you Claus actually I'm gonna, became. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. So before you get into it, just just I'm curious now because I remember this growing up. Right, I always found those cartoons creepy. I think now, in retrospect, when you look at them, they are a little creepy. No, when I was a kid, I got turned off by those weird Dalmatian but, cartoons. I found them creepy when I was a kid. I could never really get into them. I don't know if that was just me. Or... But that's how I feel about Polar Express. Polar Express to me is like a weird thing, somewhere between like animation and real life acting. Yeah, you remember it's I can that, see it. that animation is kind of like. Somewhere like like it's almost like video game ish. Like, is it real or is it animation? Um, but no, I I get it, I get it. Um, you know, and but a lot of listen, we're going back to movies from the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. You know, that's that's what they had at the time. But they are they are a little creepy. But um, but I had a revelation. I had a revelation like an hour before the show. I was, <laughs> I, was I was looking over the movies and I was doing some research and I'm I'm just refreshing. Like you know, some of them I had to refresh. Like like. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town was one of them. And it was the story of Chris Kringle. And then it hit me. Santa Claus is coming to town. The story of Chris Kringle is actually the story of Moses. And it all played out perfectly. It played out exactly the same. And I'll break it down again. I broke it down on Dojo last night. So when a Santa Claus is coming to town, you have Chris Kringle, who's born. He goes to a house. He's getting tr- dropped off of the house. And he winds up getting knocked out of a truck and he's he's sliding down this road just in his, you know, little basket, infant basket thing, just on his way. The same as Moses was floating down the Nile. Right. So Moses gets found. Right. Chris Kringle gets found. Chris Kringle gets found by like wolves or something, which is kind of weird. But they have to protect him from what's do you remember the name of the monster in the movie? You talking to me? Coop. Oh. I don't remember the name of them, but but they Winter have Warlock. to Winter Warlock. Winter War. So they have to protect Chris Kringle from Winter Warlock and keep him away the yeah. same way that Moses had to be protected from Pharaoh. Yeah. So as, as life goes on, they you know, Chris Kringle winds up with these toy makers and he's, you know, Kringle and Moses is doing his thing. And then disaster strikes. Moses winds up wandering through the desert. Chris Kringle winds up in jail. Now, Moses has a staff, which can part the Red Sea, which can draw water from a stone. Chris Kringle has magic corn, right. which can make reindeer fly. 
Yep. So they both have their supernatural abilities. <laughs> yep. And in the end, Moses leads his people to the promised land, and Chris Kringle, who becomes Santa Claus, leads us to Christmas. So and, and, and ta- you, he flipped Terrence on this vote. I flipped Terrence. Terrence, gonna, I flipped Terrence wasn't going to vote on this until this. And then he gives this analogy. Terrence changed his vote, and we got Santa Claus to come to town to the next round. That's funny. So I said a vote for Santa Claus coming to town as a vote for Moses, and it got him over the hump. It only lasted a round. It got bumped in the next round, but yeah. it did get bumped. It's a wonderful life. So I can't yeah, it was a tough that. one. Always, always good to break down the bracket results. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it wasn't too much of a uh, – I mean, like a lot of people were pulling for Christmas vacation. I think that was yeah. – um, that was the one that a lot of people were disappointed with. I mean, I, think all the movies I mean, there good. were a couple of people that threw their arms up in the air, like, oh, you know, like, but it really, now, yeah, it wasn't really bad what they did. Coop, is it, it's, it's Bear that absolutely hates Chevy he Chase ha- and Christmas. He hates vacation? Chevy Chase more than I hate Joe. I mean, it's, it's much worse. Oh, Bear, it has to be much worse because Bear, Bear's very vocal about it. I just happen to know and have done TV and, stuff how much you don't like so him. What, does he, what does he hate Chevy Chase about? He hates his acting or? He hates his acting. He hates him personally. He hates his movies. He, there's a hatred with Chevy Chase. Well, you got to explain the personally one. I mean, what <laughs> are they having Chevy, dinners together? Thinks, and, you know, thinks, okay, he thinks Chevy Chase is a jerk, right? Which a lot of people do think that. But Joe Grove about two years ago arranged for a virtual conference call with Chevy Chase and Bear. And there's actually a video out of this, right? <laughs> no. It only was a two-minute like – the only way it was, it was like a two-minute call. And Bear was just getting to the point where he actually says to him, I, I, I don't like you as an actor, and the thing gets cut off. Like, But it wasn't really? because of it, – it, it was because they, they cut everyone off exactly at two minutes was the problem. How hmm. did Joe Grow arrange that? They know, had a – they I wonder doing... what Jewish State paid for that two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they... <laughs> they... <laughs> he did. I mean, it was um, it, this was during the pandemic, so they were doing these like virtual meet and greets. A lot of these celebrities. You're wow. right. They were. You're right. You're right. right. You're right. So right. I will actually send you guys the video of it. You guys can see it. Uh, oh yeah, but... we got to play that live on the air if we got yeah. it. That's yeah, I'll I'll find it um and, yeah. and do that. So I'm back next. Wait, next week. Nine, no, you're not no, here next week. week. Next week's the so, last week. So, I'm before missing. we get there, before yeah. we get there, let's 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 go back because you haven't been here for two weeks. You know, yeah, I think yeah. we I think we want a a full basketball recap. You know, we're heading yeah, towards the yeah. end of the season. Playoffs getting tight. You keep saying we're getting towards playoffs. They're starting to play the better teams. So, what what is that? What team is Asher on? Do they have like names? Do they name? Yeah, them? they're called the Bull Sharks. Okay, so 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 where are the Bull Sharks at in the standing? How are they, they doing? And, and they what's are the, second place right now. At, at, and their record is why well. they have one loss, right? Six and one. Six and one. And it was the first game of the season, which they lost by two, which really they should have won. I mean, really. Oh, I remember but, you said. Yeah, that. they really should have won. Um, and there's been two teams now that have been undefeated all season. I actually went and watched one of. Um, I just went to watch them play. I took Asher and we watched one of the undefeated teams play, and and. I mean, I'm watching them. I think our team can totally beat them. There's nothing spectacular about them. In fact, they almost lost um, to a three and three team at the time. So, yeah. So, um, but they've had a lot easier cakewalk. So now's the nitty gritty. These next, starting today and these next couple of games are all the um, other, there's one other six and one team. And then there's the five and two teams and undefeated teams are all like coming up. So, it's going to be a, a really nice end of the season to, to see these guys rally into the playoffs. But I'm telling you, man, I mean, Alex, 
you were there the first time we had both our kids, and I think in some kind of sure they were like right? three or four, <laughs> four years old, right? And then I went to flag football, I went to martial arts, and you know I'm not gonna lie, man. Every time I signed my son up for something, it was literally a, a soul crushing experience. I mean, like just watching him play and not, you know, understand the sport. This is the first year I'm so excited and enjoying every freaking game Good watching him play. I, I, bro, he's come such a long way. Um, uh, I listen, anybody, well, I mean, there's, I, there's, I'm sure there's some of our listeners got young kids. I, I'm gonna tell you something. And it's really funny because he does this thing where because I've drilled it into him, which is kind of my fault. So now I'm I'm, I'm deprogramming him, but I've told him don't dribble because the kid couldn't dribble. Every time he dribbled and hit his foot, he'd lose the ball. I say if you get everybody, just hold it and pass it to a dribbler. You know what I'm saying? So now he gets caught. And now he gets caught sometimes under the net or by the net, and he's got the ball, and he I could see him. He, he doesn't want to dribble, and he does this like weird faking out shit. It goes nowhere, and he ends up passing the ball. I got this thing, and anybody who's got young kids, you can get them for Christmas. They got a steal on them right now. It's called Dribble Up, and it's that uh, yeah. special basketball that the iPads read, and they have coaching sessions and live coaching sessions and video record coaching sessions. Yeah, it, it, I got one. Yeah, yeah. I was telling because they just had. I just sent Marissa a link. Yeah, yeah. She they sent just me had the cheapest yeah, yeah. I've ever seen them. It's like thirty nine yeah. bucks, and normally they're a hundred, but usually you get them on sale for sixty, sixty five. They're thirty nine bucks right now. And listen. The reason why is it's a sixteen dollars subscription monthly subscription. That's what that's what it is, right? It's, right. I'd be giving basketball. I'll be giving basketball away free for right. sixteen dollars a month every month. Right. You know, so but it's pretty cool. It's a big yellow ball, and the coach does his dribbling thing in a green box, moves, and you as the dribbler got to get the ball in the box, and it keeps your rep count and everything. The kid's right. become a decent dribbler. He's become nice. a decent dribbler this season. And I'm telling him, dribble, bro, dribble to the hoop. Right. So, I got it. Right. You yeah. Right. Don't dribble to dribble. Yeah, so it, it's it's really been fun, man. I'm excited about the season. I really I got blessed with two great coaches. I really hope they um they, they draft him next year. I mean, I, I I want him to stay with this team, this coaches. So um, you have a game next. You have well, you have a game, game today, today at three. Three, at three, at three o'clock. o'clock. You're here oh, because wow. it's a later game, and yeah, then you have yeah. another game. Now you're not with us again next Saturday. That's the last game of the season, and then they go into playoffs. I don't know. Right, the right. Schedule, and the, then after next week. Those of you will be will be taking two weeks off for the holidays. Two weeks so, off for the uh, holidays, and we'll be coming back with tail of the tape. In yes, January. yes, and we'll we'll recap number ten, and then yes. and then yeah, yeah. So we'll have everyone back. Yeah, we have everyone. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Abe actually, uh, Coop was was kind enough. He actually found us this uh, Chevy Chase video of Bear. He, you want to? He got it already. Oh, he, awesome. he got it. He said it. It was in my favorites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can we can take a look at this here. Actually, let me see if I can blow it up a little bigger for us. Did that get better? Or did that just shrink the screen? No, no. It, it looks good. Okay. It's the hearing that counts on this. Is he saying anything? Or is it I don't. Oh, Joe. Joe. What happened? He calls him Joe. No. Just a hat, like me, yeah. Yes, just uh, just a Packers hat. And uh, Mr. Chase, actually, uh, my friend Joe Grow actually put this uh, put this up for us today. My my name is Bear, actually. Yeah, Bear, just Hi, like Bear. the animal. Hello, Mr. Chase. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. So first, I I wanted to uh, thank you for your time today. Um, Bear? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, I wanted to thank you for your time today. I know that uh, uh, you're you're probably uh, 
throng with friends today, just overwhelmed and everything. This was actually kind of a kind of a ruse. Uh, my friend Joe and some other friends of I've uh, uh, bought this for me as a as a Christmas present, kind of as a joke because uh, actually, um, that's I'm not actually, your, is that your beard? Yes, this is my beard. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought maybe they they are you are you are you jealous or have you ever tried to grow one? Uh, I'm jealous. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, no. I, I did no. grow one once. You did. Uh, it's an old, I mean, it's like 40 years ago, but I, I, I had a pretty good beard. Yours is better. Thank you. Thank you very really much. So, um, so I, I had a, I had probably, I know we only got a couple of minute, couple of minutes here, but I wanted to, uh, there was one question that I wanted to ask you actually. Um, so like I said, my friends uh, put this together um, because yeah. as it turns out, Mr. Chase, I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of yours. Um, oh, you're shit. <laughs> what are you going to do? Why are you? I'm good. So, um, but you have a very distinct style, which has obviously been great for a lot of your fans. So, and I've kind of tried to describe it to people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How would you describe your style? We got 13 seconds left. How would you describe your style? Comedic my style. What? Your comedic style. Oh, my style? How would I describe it? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, He's pretty comedic. much comedic. Yeah. Once I, I, and that's it. Boom. So Boom. fatal, fatal error on Bear's part, right? You're going into this. You got two minutes, man. Fuck the cordials. Fuck that. Yeah, you got to get it. You got two minutes. Go. I agree. Fuck I agree on that one. What the fuck? He, yeah, this like, is your shot. This is yeah, your shot. Like, Bear, Bear didn't want to do this. And point and he was good spirit. Yeah, he didn't I, want to I, do this there. I can imagine. I'm sure he didn't want to do it. It's an awkward moment. He was fighting but on it. Credit to him. He told him, listen, I'm not a big fan of yours. I'm <laughs> yeah, but that, that should have came out in the first fucking 15 Immediately. Interview. Immediately. Immediately. Forget you know, the beard. Hey, my friends bought this the beard. I, I always say I'm not a big fan of yours. So, right. you know, maybe you can win me over in these two minutes. What's your comedic style? Well, how would you describe right. it? I mean, he just wasted... He thought he was on his own show and had three and a half hours to do an episode. Right, right. Yeah, he right, just wasted, right. wasted a time. Well, he did it. Uh, and, you know, every year we've done a virtual watching of Christmas Vacation with Bear. We make him sit through and watch it on a virtual watch party. And basically we tell everyone, kick in $25, and it goes to Bear's charity to do it. So he agrees oh. to do it. Uh, and then he throughout the whole movie, he's insulting the movie. So you're watching this, and Bear's just hurling every insult to Chevy Chase throughout the whole movie with commentary as it's going through. But he does that as kind of a charity thing. Uh, he said, I'll do it, but I want the money to go to charity. So he, he has agreed to do that. So this brings up a good point. Don't Without making it deep and whatever, someone who's alive today, yeah. who would you want your two minutes with, Coop? Someone that I like or not like? Just who would you like two minutes with? Just not deep. Don't get all philosophical. Who comes to mind that you wouldn't mind having a two-minute? That's a good one. Um, It would probably be – it would probably be uh, Tom Coughlin, the coach of the New York Giants. Alex? Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah. Vinny just had dinner with him yesterday. Okay. You could well, have had your two – Oh, oh I, I forget. I forget. I Sorry. don't. You know, I don't really deal with Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have substituted on that one, Abe. That's a good. Gordon Ramsay. I like Gordon. I, I, I dude, I love this guy. I love his story. I love his ethic. Yeah. I love what he does. I mean, I mean, look, he's got his own empire. He's got his own production company. He's making shows. But I don't give a shit, bro. 
he's making tons of people's lives better. You know, I don't you're you're allowed to make a profit if you're making people's lives better, you know. Yeah, I agree. And, and you could just tell, man, you can't fake that kind of sincerity, man. He I, I his will to work at a level that's above everybody else. And what's really funny is I don't know if many people know this, but he got fired. <laughs> it's kind of cool, actually. Funny. He got fired from his first gig. <sighs> I, a lot of the greats too. Michael Jordan you know got why? from his first basketball team. You know why? Why? Slept, slept with the owner's wife. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a you know that just let me tell you this sports stories of of a lot of people like losing jobs in sports like gms and managers over stuff like that that sure. doesn't get put out that yeah i would love to have a powwow a two to three four or five minute powwow with that guy i, I got a lot of a lot of admiration and respect for him so but, but that, abe that, i think yeah, you interviewed Ditko. Was that like the one interview? Like that's an interview on KMA. I would say that probably is the one you well, stands out. Because like, I know well, you were well, growing up Dick, there. Yeah, it's personal for me because I grew yeah. up watching Mike Ditko. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, whether you're a sports fan or not, or whether you you know you know Mike Ditko and you right. you know, I grew up with him. So I'm like, you feel like he's part of your life no matter what. Yeah. So that was huge for me. And I, and I remember one of the things. One of the things I'll never forget. He said during the interview. Um, which kind of really affected my judgment and it's starting to fade a little bit. I mean, now is he said that he doesn't want his grandkids playing football. Yep. I remember he that. Said that. He said You've mentioned that, that before. You've mentioned yeah. That before. He, he said that during the interview he goes, you know yep. what, well, you know, I'm a grandfather. I got grandkids. And if you ask me if I want my grandkids playing football, I'd say no. Yeah. You know, and that, that sunk with me. And I kind of said, I wasn't going to push my son to play football or whatever. And here I am. I signed him up for flag football. <laughs> you know. it's flag one yeah yeah well flag leads to con. i mean yeah. that's the problem once if you get a love of the game you gotta love it right if he yeah. gets into it right yeah, yeah. You tell him, no you can't play football now yeah. so I introduced him to it yeah so it, it, it's in. but yeah he he was a great interview armand desante was a great interview we had oh yeah um one of the one of my favorite who was really really good which i don't believe we had a chance to talk to i think it was a pre-recorded one that our producer at the time um, when we had a real producer, um, John Barron, uh, was uh, William Shatner. Very good. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, William Shatner was a good, good interview, but I wasn't part of that interview. Um, but no, I, I've, I've been I've been lucky to interview some some yeah. really interesting, cool people. But yeah, Ditka was great. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually find a way to hook up with Gordon Ramsay. I'm gonna do it. I just need five minutes, man. I just want to talk to this guy. It'll be a great. It'll be great. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. And you think, like I said, what you kind of said about him was something I just, you know, I'm learning about here today. That, that's a great thing, yeah. Which part? The affair? Yeah. I didn't know about that part. <laughs> no, man, listen. Not if, that I expect you. I, I know you wouldn't ask him that on the air, but I'm just kind of, it's just, I learned a little more is what I'm saying if, about him. Yeah. If you, well, listen to me. He worked under Jean-Pierre White, who was the youngest three-star Michelin chef, right? Mm -hmm. And then he became the youngest three-star Michelin chef ever. I mean, that, that's a testament right there, right? But... If you if if you're on Hell's Kitchen, they're all fighting to become an executive chef at one of his restaurants. So he's giving people sure. jobs. And you know, here's the best part about all these shows, whether it's Kitchen Nightmares or Master Chef or whatever it is, the people who don't win go on to have great careers. A lot of them, of course. Of yes, course. a lot of them of get course. great jobs and great careers. The people who don't win who come up second and third and whatnot. And um, if you know, I know his. New Kitchen Nightmares, which I watch because some of these people I say are just unsalvageable. 
unsalvageable. And you know, it's it's and I and I'm the type of guy that I'll do the research and see how this restaurant's actually doing six months a year. Yeah, after. I tend, I do that a lot too. After to I see if it actually, you know, right. But um, if you go, I, I was watching Kitchen Nightmares back when he, it was a BBC, and they, they didn't come in and redo your whole restaurant or whatever. He just went in and helped people. And he was in know. England. He wasn't even Yeah, in yeah, England. no, he was in yeah, Europe, yeah. yeah. And he Europe. went and helped people who had awful menus or falling apart or didn't understand the financial stuff. And right, it wasn't, they didn't do whole holdouts back Yeah, then, it wasn't right? a glitzy, it wasn't a glitzy right. show. So this guy's been doing this for a long time, and I just, mm -hmm. I, I really think it's something yeah, uh, pretty brilliant. You know, it, you know, it really, I think if you can live your life and find a way to have such a positive impact on so many, many, many people, that's noteworthy to me. I mean, that's just mine. That's awesome. Agree. Awesome. And All right, know, let me, let me guys like that deserve the money they make. Because what does he do with that money he makes? He makes another show. And another thing. And another thing. <laughs> right. That's why they deserve it. They deserve right. it. They don't, they don't just live in their yachts and you never see them again or whatever. This guy, this guy, I mean, with as many shows as he has and his production company and everything, this guy's got to be working like fucking all the time. Sure, sure. I mean, he really has to be working all the time. So God bless him. But here's a question for you. Seth brings up his one good point, good question a quarter. So kudos to Seth. He's We won't hear anything good from him again until the spring. But if you like Kitchen Rescue, what are you, what about Bar Rescue? Or Kitchen Nightmares, what about Bar Rescue? I've caught a, I, I, listen to me, I've caught a couple of, of Bar Rescues. And, you know, you have to understand that most of these are spinoffs of his original concept. Yeah. Right? So, what was the original concept? I mean, I think I, I think Kitchen Nightmares goes back before any of these types of shows. The original one in the BBC. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, but, it's, well, but, you know, we're talking Ramsey versus uh, John Tapper here. Yeah, I, I get it. But, I mean, what, what is it you want me to compare? Who I enjoy more? I'm just saying, I... do you? what do you think? Do you like for me? I like Bar Rescue. It feels a little more scripted from him. I think I think I think it's totally a little bit more scripted, you know, or 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 they're just not as good as hiding it. John right. Taff, John Taffer was a uh, a keynote at one of the IPCPRs. Yes. Yep, a few years yes, ago. Yeah, yep. He wasn't bad. I thought he was pretty good. No, I mean, listen, you you like those kind of people who, yeah. Listen, I, I I have nothing against John Tapper. I just I just really believe that this is a lifelong project for this guy, and I just got the most respect for him. I like Bar Rescue. I, I kind of like all these things where they go in and try to make people better. I think it's a great thing, you know. And my favorite is the ones that you you know the ones that just won't listen. I mean, you imagine you got a guy who's running the most successful bars telling you what to do, or you got a three star Michelin chef who has tons yeah. of, and then you're arguing with them. It's like, where where do they find these? You know, the producers look. Oh yeah, we got to have these people on. These people right. are absolutely out of their mind. Right. right. You know, you know they they got to you know have these people on. And I'm going to tell you something. An interesting one I just saw is there was a restaurant. Listen to this. This is the most recent one I saw. There was a restaurant. 95 years in business, bro. There's not that many restaurants that get that far. Five years away from their 100th anniversary. Yeah. It's in Jersey somewhere. It's a hot dog place, Max's Bar and Grill, okay? And it started with a little shack, and they expanded. The old man died. It started with a grandfather. The old man died. Now the daughter's got it. Has no clue how to run a restaurant, okay? Her ex-husband is the cook, and they don't get along. And his girlfriend is the front of house. Okay? Oof. So talk about, yes! And the, and the food was just disgusting. So I'm like, wow, man, they bought they bought Gordon Ramsay to a hot dog fucking restaurant. That's, a, that's an institution in Long Right? Bro, yeah. 
they they're all hugging each other. They're yeah. doing great, and this place was a million dollars in debt. That had to be the most debt I've ever seen on one of their shows. A million. But you know that's a story you see a lot. You know the parents, the grandparents ran it for a hundred years. Suddenly the kids are in charge, and everything yeah. went to shit. Common theme, man. Oh, yeah. Forget about forget about restaurants. Most businesses. Right, right, right. Common right, theme. Right. Common theme. Yeah, very true. You know, very. That's true. why it's always really, really nice when you see, especially in our industry, like you know Nick Perdomo and Alec Bradley, when the kids right, really right. come up and don't unravel. Junior. Yeah, yeah. Don't unravel their parents' life's work. I mean, it's just, it's really good to see. Yeah, you know, I I grew up uh, son of someone and grandson of someone in family business. So I have a lot of respect for you know that. There's a whole, you know. At least I saw my father kind of do things the right way with everything. I don't know. If I, I think I would have messed up my father's business if I ended up taking it over. You know, I so. took over mine for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> then you took a vacation to Florida. Then I bailed. But it's never it, – look, I, it, it, that wasn't my choice. I didn't say I wanted to get in the family business. I didn't – it was right, basically right. I had a side business. I was doing good, um, and I wasn't working like three weeks a month <laughs> i was doing work one week and yep. making enough money to survive the month and my dad's yeah. like right, this is not a job you need to fucking come work and threw me in the business yeah. ended up running it for about four years with him and um when it got to the point where i had to make a choice because i was about to have another opportunity whether i was going to be in the grocery business my whole life or something else i really came to florida to, to think about the decision and ended up never going home but i could have done it well it just wouldn't have been as fun yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there was no real, there's no real passion or fun or excitement to the grocery business. Right. You know, right. you know, I'm not having the great shop, you know, national event of grocery people. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just, what do you do? There's nothing. And I was always a very gregarious, the great fruit, right? The great, yeah, right. The great. Yeah. I mean, I was always a very gregarious person, love being around people and, and, and working with people and that just, I mean, it was there on a community level because we were a community grocery store. Sure. People shop, people shop with my father, their kids shop with me. But outside of that, you know, you're in the grocery business, man. It's nothing thrilling, fun, or exciting about it. Well, Tim, if it was eating food, it's a different story. Selling food is a whole other game. Because eating, eat, I'm going to tell you what, and I think it's probably why I, I'm so enamored with Gordon Ramsay and watch these shows. If I ever just wanted to dabble in something for fun, I would do a restaurant business. I've, I've had concepts and stuff I've kind of wanted to do maybe in retirement or whatever, just like a real special, short, low menu, unique specialty concepts that I've had um, for restaurants. I think that would be the other entrepreneurial thing I would, I would dwell in if I wasn't, I mean, look, my passion as a kid, if I always said I could, you know, just had to pick a career, would be something in the cinema and movies. I mean, I just always loved that I was a movie buff as a kid and whatever. But in the real world where I have to actually do something, it would probably be some type of nice restaurant business. What about you guys? If you really just had to not, – not, so you have the dream job, like where if I could have just done anything I wanted. But in practicality universe, what would it be? Hmm. Like a business? Or job? Oh, well, job was easy. I always said it, I would have been teaching military history at West Point. Oh, wow. If life went my way. Cool. Yeah, my, mine would, would be a sports agent. 
I would love to be a sports agent. Wow, cutthroat fucking. You know, I've learned. Like, in, Show in me the money. Especially, yeah. I've learned a lot about contracts now later in my my regular career, and I think I would have loved to have just kind of applied that to the world of sports. I could see that, Coop. I yeah. can see Coop. I mean, I mean, you already have the uh, very knowledgeable on the subject to begin with. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. I've learned a lot about contract negotiations in in recent years, and I see like these sports contracts, and people don't realize how complex these contracts sure. are. And sure. and they seem to sort of Tani right now, right? Otani probably agreed to a, a, a deal with the team, but it's these small little clauses that are the ones that hold things up, and the lawyers love to just fight over it's indemnities and uh, liability yeah. and termination. Right. All that—that's the stuff that holds up these contracts a lot. Did yeah. you see the Jordan movie? Which which one? The, the one that came out in the last year. Oh, the the big one? No, yeah. no the documentary or the movie? It wasn't. It wasn't about. It wasn't about Michael Jordan as much as it was about Nike and the shoe. That one oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't see that yet. But oh, you haven't seen it? No, I, heard it was I haven't seen good. it yet. Coop, you yeah. gotta see it. If that's what yeah. you, it's, I'm gonna, it's, on my, it's on my list for Most sure. Most people don't know that Michael Jordan, basically his mother, basically revolutionized how all these guys' contracts were going to be moving forward in their career. He was the first guy ever that worked out some kind of brand ownership deal, and it changed everything for everybody. Wow! Every every basketball player since him should be doing nothing but thanking him. Literally, I mean, you gotta watch that movie. I mean, just yeah. from a financial, just from a financial standpoint of how they how they've been able to earn money. You know, I mean, really, because when you look back and you see what these guys were making for sponsorships back then, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like wow, right? Yeah, literally. Right. No, it, it was a great movie. Ben Affleck and and what's his name was really good. Um, Bourne, Jason Bourne. What's his name? Why am I blacking out? I'm getting old. Uh, I think he's always in the, the Ben Ben Affleck in his uh, buddy. Yeah, his sidekick. What's his name? Jason Bourne. Is his I know. What's his acting name? I don't Matt know. Damon. Jason Matt, Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Jesus Matt Damon. Christ, we're getting old. We're getting old. We speaking of which, old. speaking of TV and um, reminder, you gotta go. You gotta go watch. Season two of the autumn. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you, I saw it. it was, that, that's not new. That's been out. I watched them back to back. Or I think when I saw season two come out, I like, well, went watch and watched season, season one. one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's been out yeah. for a while. No, that was Phenomenal. great. You got me excited for a second when I thought there was a new season. No, that whole se- I, I knew you'd love it. That whole series is the Ottoman Empire is great. Yeah, very good series on Netflix. I like how it's, it's done. Where it's it's like a docudrama. It's not a yes. documentary. It's not a. It's not a it's movie. A documentary it's kind of with cool. acting scenes. It's it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's I like, like how they did the Russian. They did one on the Russian Revolution with with uh, Zar yes. Nicholas. Yeah, yes. I think it's, yes. it's, it's probably along those too. lines how they did it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I watched yeah. that too. That was also very good. No. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Crown though. As much, oh, I was interested in the Crown, but it just it was so historically inaccurate. Some of the stuff in there that it disappointed me. Yeah, I got to tell you something. This fucking cigar is smoking unbelievable. Well, you got you got a year and change of age I on mean, it now. You know, it is just fucking stellar. This could be my favorite TGS release. I mean, it's up there. It's up I, there. I think this is. I think this is my favorite TGS release. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Every, that, I really don't know. If people are gonna like it. You know, I remember Saka came out with that every, one. Every fucking cigar he yeah. made. That was one. That was know, one. Bro. He was really like just playing down i remember that one <laughs> that's heavy talk abe i mean we've had some insane tgs releases 
let me let me back that up. I meant of Sokka's okay. releases. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, of, of, I mean, of Steve yeah. Unbarton releases. Yeah. This is my favorite. When we had a damn opus. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant just strictly <laughs> okay. from him. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I like I like it in that. This that is box. my favorite. That's the box. That's a twenty-seven, right? You're yes, smoking the box press. Twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite rendition of of his TGS releases. I think by far. I think actually. We will see. Uh... What he comes up with in uh, a little under wonder, a month. I wonder what the new number is going to be. I know. I you know. You, well, I listen. I guess it's easier for him rather than coming up with names. It's I agree. Another number. In the... <laughs> hey, listen. It's worked every year. Why change something that doesn't? You know. It does work though. Rather than you know come yeah. up with some gimmicky name every year. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, I spoke to Monty last night on the show. Actually, the Monty TGS one. Really good cigar, by I the way. I would tell you something. I think the the the, the, the screw up of the delivery. And the fact that we had to really ship them like two to three weeks after the drop just kind of buried that cigar. But I think that was the most one of the under the radar cigars. Yeah, it, it was. I bought a box of those actually. Of, it was of really... a TGS release. Well, yeah. you know, I'll tell you who knows. The guys in Boynton know. We bring boxes in. They, they buy yeah. them all yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They it, know. It, they know. It, that it's probably one of our bigger selling uh, uh, money brands here in Boynton Beach without a doubt. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. It's just, you know, money's one of those things. There's so many of them. You can't, sometimes you can't keep track of what's what, but the guys who have right. discovered that TGS release, they're eating them up. So, right. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they go back to that blend and add it. It's a, they could extend money Nicaragua with it because it's a different expression of it. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, well, you gotta, you know, that's not your, that's not your average money. That's, you know, Raphael yeah. with his hands in the boutique pot, you know, yeah. coming up with something. Inspired yeah. by the Connoisseur Club. I mean, literally, I think that's when he, I he think he into it. I think Raphael is one of the guys who enjoyed doing that club more than anybody. He Absolutely, hundred percent opportunity. 100%. Oh, I can tell you just from my conversations, he had a ball doing it. What I meant, he really did. Didn't didn't they do kind of a like a spinoff thing of that afterward? Hey, didn't his son put something together? Yeah, his son has a. Uh, a oh club yeah, basically, basically copied our kind of sort of club. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's okay. I don't mind. I, I listen. It's, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But I mean, it just goes to show that they. But his is a little different. His is. I got got news for you. Drew Estate copied our connoisseur club. Oh, 100%. Freestyle Live was direct. Freestyle Live is. Joe Grow was a connoisseur club. Joe Grow was the first member from the first month. From month one, yeah. Part of the connoisseur club. And less than a year later, they had Freestyle Live, which basically. Is the kind of, you know a kind of sort of club? So yeah, they they yeah. Ra- Raphael's Sons Club though did not like they're not disclosing who the manufacturers are is the difference. Like really? so, it's it's it, yeah, See, it's, it's I'm, more I'm anonymous. Gonna you, I'm going to tell you something. So for me, that becomes a transparency issue. That's their call. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would say you you, when, when I, I try to do things that are off the cuff and weird, I always like to be one thousand percent transparent. Because let's face it, Coop, you know, I know, Alex knows, we've been in the game for years. There's a lot of people who, no, you know, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are definitely are people who aren't so sincere about how they do projects. You know, I could buy cigars from the same guy all day and say they're from different people. Who's going to question or check me or check and balance of what I'm doing and what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that that's happening at all. So don't, before anybody gets out there and say it, that's what I'm saying it's about. What I'm saying is there are definitely people that do that. So for me, I could never do that. And that's why it was important in my kind of score club that, the manufacturer made the reveal video. Made the video, right? Yes, not, that, not was just something well, right. that was a key yeah. point for me because you know they ain't coming online about shit. So you know that was one of the key stipulations in doing the Connoisseur Club that the manufacturer had to do the video to talk about the cigar because otherwise, let's let's face it, 
If I was going to be a dishonest person, I could buy second-rate stick bundles from anybody and just say, oh, they were made by this or they were made by that. I'll do that all day long. How can anyone ever verify that? I was even I agree the transparency was good, but I also felt when they did those videos, if it showed me they were it showed me they were behind the project and they just didn't check the box. Yeah, and we so, wanted them to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, some people drop the ball here and there, and look, everybody's got a lot going on in a six hundred cigar, five, six hundred cigar run production is not you know, it's like, oh wow, did we just skip that? I mean, it easily happened. I think it happened two or three times during the course of the two years, but for yeah, the most three, part three times, two two guys made it, right? And one yeah. One guy didn't. Yeah. yeah. But it's all good. Anyways, we got to go to a break. God, that first hour just flew by. Just flew by, yeah. Talking. So we got to go to the break. Uh, Chuck, I saw you wanted any news on TGS 2024. It's all up there on the website. If there's any specific questions you want, put them in the comments. We'll address them after the break. Alex, you want to say something? I was just curious if you're able to handle the uh, pushing of the buttons. Oh, uh, well, if you had told me, yeah. I have no idea. I'm I mean, I, hold on. on. Hold on, then before it. I go to break, hang on. All you got to do is find Juan Cancel and then work your way down. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I got to get ready, bro. I, I, I'm not familiar with this as you guys. All right, so it's Juan Aging Club TGS. Boom, that's it. There you go. All right, I'll give it a go. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninoff, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, AJ Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive, but has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General. Honesty here with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazi. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature of our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. 
It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? The exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course it have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Honest Abe here. Welcome back to part two of KMA Talk Radio. Here with my gang, Alex, the Goat, Tavella, and William, the Scoop, Cooper. Gentlemen, welcome back. Yeah, a couple flags on the play there, bro. Yeah, I know. Uh, premature uh, commercialations. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, you know, give Abe a break here. He did this I know, on the absolutely. Yeah. He did, he this did is not Paul here. here. Paul's, yeah. that, Paul's supposed no to be an expert in this. So what no happened complaints. was I forgot after playing the – you left, so you didn't see it. The one can't. I heard it. One. I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I forgot. I got to click on the next one. Yeah, I, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so there was a couple. Of, so I was really paranoid of not missing it. And I prematurely clicked on a, a couple of those. Um, cigar of the month. So our cigar of the month. By the way, you know, for very unrehearsed, we had our timing down. That was that was like that's like what I'm saying. One, one or yeah. two. We 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 did pretty well with that. Yeah. That for unrehearsed, very, that was come here. Let's do a video. For, for Alex had no idea what we we're doing. I'm like, I got an idea. I want you to do this and. Yeah. We did it like on the fly. Our timing's really kind of good on that. That was pretty very good. good. Very good job. So, Coop, we have a dilemma. We actually were in the office for about an hour, hour and a half yesterday, right? So, one of the things, one of the things that I've kind of prided myself, and I think it's why we have two, three, four, five year members, is we do not repeat a line. So, and when I say line, I mean, the, any Vatola in the line. So if yeah. we had, if we a, did a Camacho Broadleaf Toro. We didn't. We're not doing the Robusto. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. 
so so far nothing's ever been repeated other than one cigar which i did on purpose because it got right. discontinued and it was early on 702 right? I, I know you're going with this already yes we we are struggling because you know we're literally picking cigars we want people to smoke like we think they'll enjoy them and and it's getting to the point where there's not <laughs> enough wines you know um and I think I think twenty, you know, because I think twenty twenty four is going to be the year. Because look, our membership in the first year, for many many months, was, it was you know, like three hundred. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, we started with one hundred and fifty. So there's so many members who didn't get to see cigars in the first year, maybe year and a half to two years. And I think we're going to get to the point where we might start repeating some in different vitolas at least. But yeah, we were struggling yesterday. You know, people don't understand how hard it is to really do a legitimate successful cigar of the month club right it, i mean we're going on uh we're pushing towards five years five years miss may right i yeah. mean that's that's you know at five cigars a month that's a lot of cigars it's a you lot know, of even brand. even stg can't keep up with uh, that many new right use yeah so it's, and it's, just to clarify that doesn't mean you're just going to get repeat of old packs you know but there may be some cigars yeah not packages but so that we're actually looking at cigars that we probably should revisit because the majority of our current membership never experienced it the first time, you know. And yeah. uh, that's the point. It's, it, it's I don't think that's it. a problem. I don't think that's a problem because again, your your membership basically probably have new members and members have dropped and come back. I I, I don't have right. a problem with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just people don't realize the logistics. I mean, I mean, look, I I love I love the people who say, "Oh, this cigar club caters to my profile." Now, unless you only have like twenty members. I could tell you that it's logistically not even possible. It's right. it's just not. I mean, you cannot. I mean, unless you break it down, maybe if you if, on a logistical standpoint, you break it down to two to three different types of profiles. Like if you say we're going to have a bold pack, a, a strong pack, and a medium pack, or whatever. But when you have thousands of members, how do you do that? It's logistically right. impossible yeah. Yeah. to do that. That most people do that because they don't have all enough for their whole membership of this one cigar this one cigar or this one cigar so taste is very subjective so you send anybody a random five and you say yeah we catered this well you were off on this one this one's not my you know who can debate right that argument i just want to i want to answer tim's question real quick so the answer to that question tim is as far out as possible and month to month so we we try to get cigars as often as we can and and we just want to get them in the queue you know we get what we get what we get we take a look at cigars oh let's get it and and then literally you know every month by the month abe goes through and we'll pick the five cigars so it's like not right like now right yeah now. we don't know what's what we're going to do for you know he looks at, at yeah. what we have and he makes a decision on this looks like a good pack it's not like right. we line up six months worth of packs that we know is, is going yeah. out Right now in the warehouse or at any given moment, there's probably a dozen that are just sitting there waiting to be used for Cigar of the Month Club, you know, right. at any given time. And then, you know, at the beginning of the month, I'll sit down, look, I look at what we've picked recently, what companies have been recently, because I like to keep it kind of... Right. Mixed. How, right. how long pick. ago did we use yeah. somebody from this Literally, company? I look at how long ago the last time this company's been, you know, in it, even if it's a completely different blend. And, um, you know, I, I try to mix it in price range. You know, between something that might be nine dollars to something that might be fifteen dollars, so that the value is always around you know fifty five to sixty dollars, and 
that's how I make my selections every month. But we literally work all year to try to acquire them in the warehouse. So like perfect example, El Mago Cigars, very hot new brand for us. We just bought it in, selling great in the stores, selling great online. But like when we sat down and to bring the line in, we said to them, look, we, we'd like to feature you two or three times a cigar of the month. And I think one was just in last month or so the month before. And, you know, we have one already in the warehouse that will come up in the year 2024. But it's a constant, it's a constant work. So... You know, I, and I think it's a testament to our club and why we have, you know, what I didn't know until we had, you know, Joey come on board because he had experience working with his former employer, that basically the average lifespan of Cigar the Club Month members is like four to six months. You know, that's pretty much by the time they get bored or sick or they see too many repeats or whatever the reason is. Yeah. And our club is full of two, three, four, and I'm going to be coming up soon, five-year members which is you know he thought was absurd and i think it's a testament we, we got to come up with a uh with the uh, anniversary gift. project project this month yeah so let me ask a question to you guys because this is something kind of going on in the media end right now let's say you had soccer con the soccer con cigar in the cigar month club and i don't know if you did or not like would not you now would you now reconsider bringing papa soccer in yeah different cigar it's the same blend. It's just a different size. Technically, it's a different cigar. Well, so so in that I mean, situation, yeah, I, I mean, would, I would say yes, cigar, yeah, because it, it, it because it smokes like a different cigar. It, yeah, well, he you blends. Know, the it's size. not like he blends the size. Yeah, so it's yeah, not I like ended, we had the Toro yeah. and now we're doing the Robusto. Yeah. Those two cigars smoke very differently. It's very literally different. it's literally a different skew item on his order yeah. form. So we look at it as a okay a cigar. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, I think you could. I think there's a lot. Of, it's probably some scenarios if you dug, you could probably find some of those types of scenarios out there. Then sure. I, there, there is, but you know, the problem. Like I said, is, I think it is a fair thing to put in the, as the a problem cigar. is also getting enough. You know, like Papa Saka. You know, I don't. I don't think Steve's. You know, got that yeah, kind of inventory. Got a few thousand extra sticks spared around <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, I mean, uh, he's down the road maybe. Up. Down the road right. maybe, but yeah, yeah. Right now they're still flying off the shelves. Yeah. So. I, I'm we, telling you, that's gonna be the dominant cigar. On the list this year is Papa's. You're gonna see it dominate lists like I've never seen it dominate before. A cigar that's gonna be a machine on all these lists this year. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, one list it's not going to be on, and you know, I'm <laughs> I'm interested you know, to see. It actually, it actually didn't make my list either, but because it's eligible next year as a way. Right, but, right, right. But, but soccer um, con's eligible. Yeah, I made a prediction on a dojo show about a year ago, and I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see if if I land correctly, but. You know, my prediction was we will see that EPC allegiance in the top three of cigar aficionado. I, oh, it yeah. just tends to roll that way. I think it's they make those kind of in position for that. It's position for that for sure. I don't think it will be number one, but it also checks a box from the Oliva factory too. Keep in mind, so right, right, yep, right. Yep. So I think it's a very oh. smart pick. Um. We probably won't get a Cuban. They don't tend to do Cubans two years in a row, right? No, we won't get a Cuban. I mean, we're, we're actually doing our show on Tuesday, the prognostication show. That's right. And, I'm going to watch. That should be interesting. And let me tell you, the scores in aficionado this year have been higher than we've ever seen before. And we don't know why. Is it the cigars are better or is it that they're scoring higher? That's what's not clear. But the scores throughout the year have been significantly amped up. Or ramped up, I should say. Yeah. I mean, that. It, yeah. I, I, I see it too. Yeah. But like I said, that list comes down to we always kind of, we know the companies that make it every year and, and EPC is one of them. That's why I think Alex is, is dead on with that. I think it's a psychological 
it's an unavoidable psychological phenomenon that has to happen because what happens is look you say the highest you ever scored a cigar is 95 right right that's right but you come across one you say wow i kind of like it better than that cigar i gave it where do you go you got to go up you go up and it happens again you got to go up yeah so it's just a natural phenomenon because you're going to come across something that you like better eventually than the highest score you ever rated a cigar yeah so you know unless you start getting into real fractional points you know Going yeah, no, up that quarter point or whatever, scores are just gonna kind of yeah. go up no matter what. It's inevitable. But the problem with that is that you know that cigar that you scored in '88 in the early days when '88 was still kind of a good number. Now '88 now, looks like it's a C minus. You're like, oh my god, I get, it was the calls I get <laughs> in '87, '88, which you know we've tried to keep it like that, you know, keep it in balance. But yeah, it's uh and then there's sites that will score things 97s, you know, that, that are just ridiculous high scores. Right. And you're right. you're scoring at 89, and you're the bad guy. So, and you still like the cigar. You still tell people go buy the right. cigar, right? B plus. But, 89's a B plus. 89's a B plus. A pretty good cigar. Like, look, that Monte Cristo TGS was an 89 on my site. Really good. That's, that's a really plus, good cigar. Man. My book. Yeah, I'd still buy multiples of those. Yeah. You know, I think Dave just doesn't even care where something ranked before half the time. He just goes in there makes a pizza score based on that moment, whether it's something comparable to something else he's tried or like. He'll he'll do it. He'll do it when he's making a run in an area, I noticed. Yeah. Like if he's in Connecticut, right. like, well, because, wait a minute. I, I because he can remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he if he's remember. making a run in that area at the moment, he'll remember, oh, the, what, what did I score to place down the street? I like this better. Right. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, if it's yeah. not in the moment. No, we have not done that. It kind of takes away from the exploration. exploration. I, that, Alex, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's more of a selling pack than it is a, hey, yeah. we want right. to try new cigars back, you know? And there are some companies that do those. Like, for example, I know Crown Heads does it with some of their lines. And, you know, so they're already doing stuff like that, you know? Yeah, at that point, it's like essentially a fresh pack. One of those, yeah. you know, right? Right. Perdomo does it. Yeah, Perdomo's right. got a lot of options with their fresh packs too. Right. So, right. Yeah, they have a whole. Yeah, of course. And the... so, I don't think you guys need to duplicate that. Is what I'm saying. So, the goat's been picking up the slack for me. I think every almost every Friday before I come on, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do a fucking uh, name that jam. Is I got it, I got it. So he's actually been picking up the the slack for me. I literally said that yesterday. So we have a, t- a name that jam. Uh, ready for you guys? Brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars. And we're going to test your musical acumen and see if you can actually name this jam. It is time to name that jam. So for this one, this will probably be a layup coop. There's a little trick to this one for the rest of you. I'll be interested to see how many get it wrong for technical reasons. So <laughs> here we go. Let's name that jam. Forgot it. God. I, I know find, you got it, Coop. I find there's this. A little, there's a technicality here. I find this game so annoying when I yeah. know the song by can't i don't know what it is when i recognize the music 
this was a layup for me. See, I was, I was, I was, I was right. I was. Right. I'm not sure what the lay. I'm not sure what the catch is though, but, but I, I know I got this one. The, the, this is, this is the catch, Coop. I'll show you. This is the catch. That is not the correct answer. Nope, nope, absolutely not. Oh, that's uh, that's the catch. That's the catch. Hey, do you need it again? I I I, I, I know the song. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I literally know the song now, but I don't know the catch now. See, we got nope. a lot of nope. we got nope. it. Nope. Nope. we got we got a few. Someone, someone got it. Someone got it. We got a few. Got it. Someone got it. Yep. But uh, let's take it away. This is. Oh, wait a minute. I left a uh, comment up. Let me get that real quick. All right, it's time to find out that jam. Here we go. Oh, I, I had I both in that one. I was in the Will Smith. School. You were in the Will Smith Miami. A lot of people. Yeah, I, like, I, I said there was a technicality to this one. I I didn't even catch the Will Smith part till I started seeing the answers come up with that. I mean, no, that it, was I, knew, I knew it was whispers and the beat goes on with that one. It, that's a, oh, that's a, I know you're a whispers guy. We talked about them. Yep, yep, game. exactly. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This Coop, year. once again naming that jam. Congratulations, to everybody out there who got it right. This segment brought to you by the fine folks over at Avo Cigars. Their Avo Winter Selection is out and has been selling very well. So if you haven't yes, tried it, yes. go check it out on smokein.com. The new Avo Winter Selection. Yeah, nice job with those seasoned cigars. Yeah, and I think the winter rounded it out, right? That was the last one. I haven't smoked the winter. That's yeah. the last one I got smoked. Yeah, they, started, we, they started with the spring. spring fact, we had one product page that had them all listed in advance, yeah. and we just kept adding yeah. the, the seasons were coming out. So yeah. that was brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars. Let's see here. What else we got here? Not much. Just a little chat. We're gonna chat, chat it yeah. up. But there was, uh, it wasn't in the news. So yeah, I was gonna I, say I didn't even hear about this. It wasn't in the news, but the, in Coop's news. But I, I added it here. There, so there was, um, there was a resolution introduced, right? Coop, yeah, in fact, we're, we're behind on that. We do the CRA did because we had. A lot of infrastructure stuff issues at Coop this week. Uh, so a lot of stuff. Right, got... You had to. Uh, you had to. Uh, yeah, we, we had equipment stuff, yeah. problems. We had. Uh, we had actually a website, a big website issue. It was no one knew about. So yeah, we had two big issues this week. So yeah, they have a resolution they've introduced right now. Yeah, to exempt premium cigars from FDA regulation. Now, not not a surprise. It's not a surprise. They just hadn't done like they've done it before. Right. right. Um, yeah. They they use that kind of as to keep the conversation going kind of a deal. Right. Yeah. That's the way I understand it. But there, there is some bipartisan support in this. It, there always has been. In fact, they've been doing this for about 10, every two years they do it, they introduce it. And they did it, the first time they did it was in 2011. They actually had a working majority of it. Really? Yeah, they actually really? had a working majority, but it's kind of other things that started to take priority over it. And it's um, now it's more or less, they, they have it out there and it, it's a conversation piece that they use more. So I wouldn't so, expect it to advance at all. Right, right. I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, it never – but that's an interesting point you bring up. This is, You feel like they kind of do this to at least keep it in the conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it, and it, it, you know, when someone walks into an office, it creates awareness with it. And, hey, if, a co if someone co-sponsors it, it kind of it kind of is their kind of stamp on it saying, we, we back this, right? Right, so, right. So right, they right. do that. You know – when it, it was funny because when these were floating around about 10 years ago, like for example, Harry Reid, who everyone would think is the biggest. No, enemy I'm sorry. I, 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 
our we have a kitchen sink that's falling off the counter into the thing, and that was the. <laughs> they, the they went to sleep on us. Right? No, I was on my phone. That was the the contractor sending yeah, something. Yeah. Letting me so, know that he's sending over some of the house between one and two today. Yeah. So, I'm trying to so, so go ahead, cool. You're noted to be home. Sorry about that. No, good. No, so, no. Harry Reid, for example, actually, I was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> like Harry Reid, everyone think was an enemy of the cigar industry, right? He was actually someone supporting a lot of this legislation, but he just wouldn't put his name on it, right? But you know, I've seen, like, for example, I saw a lot of pictures with with people in the industry with Harry Reid, and I, I one day just asked Glenn Loop about it, and he kind of said, you know, you know, and it basically told me, yeah, it's just that. Some of these guys don't want to stick their neck on it, but they do stuff behind the scenes on it too. So, so, uh, so let me ask you guys a question. Being that we're in the Christmas season, it's uh, it's December 9th. It's a two part question. Where are you guys at on your Christmas shopping, and and how much of your shopping is done online at this point? My wife does a majority of it online, and I'm not involved in it at all. The same with me. The same with I, me. I, I'm seeing the boxes stack up in our bedroom, mm -hmm. so I know they're coming in. But, you know, we've also simplified it many, many years ago. I, I'm pretty sure I've yeah. talked about this before because, you know, we were getting in arguments. I, mean, I got one Christmas gift from my parents every year. That was it. I, I, I don't understand this yeah. list and these pages, and then she tries to fill in. I think early on when we first started having kids, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is absurd. So we've kind of broke it down to the kids get four things, right? Something they want something they need, something to wear, and something to read. That's what they get. That's a good four, idea. Four gifts each. You know, my kids are all 23 and above. So I, yeah, you're you know, they get gift cards. I mean, that's that's what they want. They get gift cards. My daughter or my daughter and I, my son-in-law get, you know, they get a gift card. Um, And my wife and I, we don't really exchange gifts. We we maybe we'll pick something out that we want, but then we do we do kind of a little charity thing on, behind the scenes. We don't we don't just get a gift for the sake of getting a gift. My wife will do a few stocking stuffers as well. Oh, the stocking stuffers don't count in our four gifts, right? I mean, but they're small. That's more like that. Yeah. bars or something like that. Uh, my wife tries to find something unusual. Which, something. by the way, we have the perfect stocking stuffer available at smoking.com. It's yeah, a Guy Fieri three pack holiday pack. That's really Christmassy looking and it goes into a stock. The Robustos. The Robustos, Robustos right? yes. Yeah, and nice. You can, you can buy it on your own, but if you add it to any order you make, I think it's like half price. So, you know, if you're buying anything on smoking.com, look for that pop up. You could add it to your cart, a cool little three pack stock, stocking stuffer, yeah. half price. Espinosa did a nice job with their samplers this year. They did that prefix sampler. The other yes. one. Yeah, that, one, that one is exclusively for us. Okay. Yeah, this three pack of Corona Gordas is exclusively for Habano, us. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you guys got Corona Gordas. They did a exclusively uh, okay. for us that was actually in the GQ magazine of this of November for their gift guide. So what was in the one you're talking about, Coop? It's a black one. It's yeah. our, our version, but it's black and um, it's a different wrapper. Yeah, it's a different. Rap. They did a Guy Fieri one. Yes, um, that's which, ours. I think one, they did the Robustos. I think in one of each. Yeah. Ours is a red box, different wrapper. Okay. And, and it was literally made exclusively for us. Yeah, you know, my son is eight, and I'm kind of there with him. Like, he doesn't – it's like game gift cards. He You know, besides, like, the dribble up, there's the basketball. But, outside, like, he doesn't really play with toys anymore, you know? 
By the um, time mine, yeah, mine were about ten. It was the game cards they wanted. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's like you know how many footballs can you buy? How many more basketballs can you buy? It's like, yeah, you know, it's getting tough, man. It's getting tough. The so little my, ones are easy. My son left a list on the, on, the, on the counter that I saw for his mom. It's kind of really funny, right? So he wants a new basketball duffel bag. I was like, fuck, bro. The only one you got is only like one year old, one and a half years old. I mean, what do you use it? Three months a year? So uh, but I didn't say nothing to him. And then there is some of that childish shit in there. Like he's still asking for Beyblades. And that was like fucking three, four years ago. Yeah. Right? Like why are you even still asking for Beyblades? But see, that's the problem because you're like, you're asking for Beyblades, but am I going to get them and you're going to use them maybe Christmas Day and then they're going to... No, but, but this is why we limit to what they want. They get one item because... 95% of it is in the garbage. Yeah, they were playing Beyblades a couple right? years ago. Right. So, you know, something to wear, something to need, something they read, it usually is, they last forever, right? They're going to wear it until they outgrow it and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the, the, the neat, what they want shit is limited. And then you had a couple other kind of newer things. But then my favorite was big, bold print at the bottom. Please, 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 can I get a Nintendo Switch? Because... <laughs> That's He's, Carmine's influence when he yes, because you know sometimes <laughs> our boys come together at work and he will snag on that all day long because yeah. I haven't allowed game consoles or electronics in my house. My kids have literally grown up without them, you know. So the only exposure he usually will get to it is with Alex's kid or at a friend, and he's been begging forever, but he ain't getting one while I'm living there. I got game ah, consoles sitting upstairs. The little doses that he gets with your son and other friends is enough. Let me let me tell you something. If I we get a game, we will have to patrol it 24-7 because this kid could play 24 hours nonstop, non-eat. When we went to Jordan and we flew, and this kid realized they had a game console and his little, you know, airplane seat, dude. I had to force the kid to go to bed. <laughs> I woke up like, you know. Eight hours into the flight, nine hours in the flight, this kid's still up playing. Like, dude, shut it off. You're going to bed. He would have played all night, yeah. all the way till he got there. So, no, he he gets his little doses when he sees his friends and whatever. And for me, that's enough. Yeah. All right. I selfishly would like him to get a switch for him and Carmine to play. But okay. Listen, I'll get him a play remotely or play when they're together. Yeah, play remotely. They can play remotely yeah, online. That's the last together. thing I need him to do. This kid plays <laughs> violin. He's got to do basketball practice. He's gonna have football. I, he'll get he'll get consumed. He'll get consumed. That's my fear. You know, there'll be enough when he gets older and he's developed another a lot of other good hobbies that he likes where when he gets to college, he wants to incorporate a console in his life. Hopefully by then he can't get consumed by it. But I see too many young kids, bro. I go to restaurants and we see the other parents and they're sitting as a family and the kids playing a game console at the dinner table. Like they can't even sit through a meal without playing a, a game console. And just I just don't want that to be our kids. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's a balance. You now know, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what the negativity is too of that. I believe that had he had some exposure to games and being able to play the sport games and the shit like that, he'd have a completely better understanding of some of the sports he's playing. Sure. So there, there's a, there's an upside to it, but you know how do you you know control that? You know, right now at this age, I feel it's, there's way more of a downside of it than there's an upside. So. I'm, I'm holding on to that front as long as I can. Uh, listen, I get it for you too. You know, especially because the switch is mobile. You can just pick it up and play. Your house is a lot bigger than mine. You know, it's, you know, yeah. who knows where Ash could be hiding in one of the room playing right. for you know, Carmine. Listen. I can see a little easier. Yo, bro. And I'll tell him, listen, put the, it's time to take a break, go do something else. 
Oh yeah, we can. We can you know, so yeah, you can lose Asher for a couple. So, of so here's the phenomenon now, right? The older girls, Petra and Zane, right? They're these teenage girls now, whatever. So this is all new, like in the last year, right? They could disappear in their bedrooms now all day. Like I'll never see them. I literally have to call them downstairs sometimes just to see if they're home and see them because now they're doing hair, they're doing makeup, they're doing this. You know, we don't. There's we don't allow them to have cell phones upstairs in my house. You cannot have a cell phone upstairs. That's you come home, cell phone stays downstairs. You're not sending anybody fucking pictures from your bathroom, any of that bullshit. Your phone stays fucking downstairs in my house, right? Now, they, they they get smart. They put their AirPods because they want to listen to music. You know what I tell them? Get a fucking radio, right? But now they put their AirPods in and leave their phone downstairs and hit play, and they go do upstairs whatever they're doing. But if a friend calls them, they can answer the phone, the but right, you know, right, right. most of that, most of that shit. Cause we already had kind of a little experience early on with one of the girls is, you know, fucking picture texting, you know, they want to fucking text pictures and shit and fuck that shit, you know? So yeah, phones stay downstairs in our house. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro, living in my house ain't easy. I gotta, I gotta produce quality. I, I, appl- I, I applaud you, Abe, on this. You know, we went through the age all my kids went through cars, like getting cars. We didn't buy every kid a new car. We gave each kid the same amount of money for a car, towards a car, but it wouldn't pay for a car by any means. They had to kind of, they had to kind of earn those pieces. Sure, you know, sure. and they were upset because the kids' parents are buying them brand new, brand new cars off the showroom floor. It wasn't like that. Had with Petra, Petra wanted an iPhone at seven years old because kids were walking around with thousand dollar phones. Who gives, who gives a seven year old a thousand dollar phone? Absolutely not. Yeah, we, uh, we. They weren't a thousand dollars, but we were the same way. You're not getting the new. F- now I have one of my sons. Now we have someone in the family who works for Verizon, so that that makes it a little easier. But yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Listen, Friends and family is good. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something too. Whatever it is we're going through with our kids, me, you, you, Alex, they're gonna have it fucking ten times worse. Yep. The yep. technology and the AI and the sure. shit that's gonna be around when they start having kids. Yep. Oh, yep. That's the only thing that keeps me from going nuts. When they fight me, oh, I'm gonna laugh. I hope I live long enough to see you and your kids go through this bullshit. Right? Because Petra, when I tell Petra, you'll see, you'll you'll understand one day. She gets so offended by that because it's like you know, I'm like, I'm I'm telling you, what do you what do you think? You're you're exempt. It's happened to every human being in the world. They get older and they realize what the fuck their parents were talking about. You think you're gonna be exempt from that that realization in life? No. But she gets so offended if I bring that up. Now you'll, you'll understand it one day. What are you trying to say? No. Yeah, you will. You will. You will. Yeah, I mean, that's just the uh, that's just the way of time, you know. Yeah, they don't get it. You know, she tries to have this argument with me that I just don't understand the era and the generation. I said, let me explain something to you. That's icing on the cake. The cake stays the same since the beginning of time. Right. There are some things that are just universal. It doesn't change. It's the same shit. Might be different color frosting. Might be different flavoring on the frosting. But the cake to cake, and it doesn't change. And when you get older, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, she hates that speech. Hates it. That is the uh, that is the way of the world. What is a wow? Uh, that's World of Warcraft. Vince just oh, basically just yeah. You know, I, got in, I got into that a little bit for is. like a minute. Yeah, for like 10 seconds. Yeah, I got into that for a minute. I got into that, man. 
Yeah, my kid is uh, he's a Fortnite kid. He likes he likes his Fortnite. But that's what it is. You know, give me what do you want for uh, V Bucks? I want you know, here's the thing. Here's but here's Fortnite, what bothers Fortnite, me. Fortnite they could play on an iPad, right? You no, 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 no. Fortnite, you need a you need a console. You need a console. Like there's a, something on an iPad. Because yeah. I know there's one game because he's got an iPad for his dribble up, and that's yeah, how yeah. he calls me because he doesn't have a phone with you know stuff. So um I, I know there's one game that he plays on an iPad. See, I think I think you can play it remotely because that was the whole thing, uh, Alex, when Gabe Kapler was letting the Phillies play Fortnite in the locker room. So I think there is something with that. Maybe. Because was a big, that was let a big controversy when, he, when that came out. They were playing For, Fortnite in the Fortnite, locker room. Fortnite is the genius of genius business models. The game is free. The game is free. They make their billions on... The in-app purchases. The, the, the in-app purchases. And, but but here's the problem, Abe. You know, we played a lot of World of Tank Blitz and stuff. Yes. You know, we play, you know, I, I do an add-on in the game. Three, I spend three, four bucks. It's to it's to level something up to get something better. These kids just want the skins. Right. Right. Doesn't do right, anything. Right, right, Doesn't right, make right. you any better yeah. in the game. They and, just right. want to look and you only could get look. so far in the game without playing, getting those. Oh, add-ons. the mobile get 100 percent at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you want to keep playing. But yeah. these, you know, my son wants sweet bucks to get the cool outfit. It doesn't help. It doesn't make him better. It doesn't yeah. shoot any faster. Doesn't give him any more health. Yeah. It just looks cool. And that's and that's how they make their money. Yeah, billions and billions of yep. little add-ons. two and three dollar things that. Yep, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Yep. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's a but it, it, in those situations, in those situations, I almost don't mind it a little bit. Like, listen, if I don't got to pay for the game, all right, cool. I'll give you a couple bucks. But if, like, I got to pay 60 bucks for the game and you're asking me to pay more after the fact, you know, to hell with you. You know, you got my money. It's just, it's, you know, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about, like, apps that I use on my phone. If I had to pay for the app, you're not getting a review. I already paid for it. That's my review. I, I gave you money for the app. Right, right, exactly. Right? I'm, not, I'm not paying you and reviewing the app for you, too. Yeah. That's listen. They just realize that the two to three dollar charges is way better off than selling a game for sixty bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, it's it's one of those things. Like I just said, dribble up should just give every kid a free basketball. Right. They, 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 if you sign up for the monthly membership, here's the basketball. Seventeen. Seventeen bucks or something. Sixteen bucks. Sixteen bucks. Yeah. yeah exactly. Give the ball away. Now you give the ball away. So I've said for years. Okay. Do, does anybody? And this is an old number in my head. So it's you know, decade probably plus. But does anybody know what the most expensive liquid in the world is? Or was? I mean, I'm going back. I stuff has changed in my industry. What is the most expensive liquid in the world? I don't know what you're getting at here. The most I'm getting at what is probably the most expensive liquid in the world in its natural state. Its natural state. St. Dupont fuel. Mm. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, yeah. do you remember when they had the color cartridges? Those little tubes. For, for it was like point oh five milliliters of gas. Yeah. It was sold for five bucks. If you factored it out, it made a gallon of that fluid like thirty seven hundred dollars a gallon. All right. If I was St. Dupont, I'd be giving out free Duponts on every fucking corner. <laughs> and then you get them. Yeah, but we, yeah. Thirty-seven hundred. It was like literally thirty-seven hundred dollars for a gallon of St. Dupont fuel. It's ridiculous. I mean, I go and, through, and, and you go through it fast. Let me tell you. 
and they're geniuses with it. Oh, what what if you get in the line twos? If you get in the line twos, you got it. This color will only fill up yes. this lighter. Yes. This color will only fill up. This I know lighter. guys who actually like rigged it, would cut the cap off the screw top and put it in there so they could use the regular butane. Yeah. Fuel because it had a screw thing that you just couldn't penetrate unless you had the right canister. Now, right. what are you talking about? Half the time people wasted a whole can because they couldn't get it in right. So, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd unscrew it and half the fuel would still be coming out of the can because. It's a, it's I did. a pressure. It's a pressure to pressure system. I just went through this. So I know. <laughs> if the pressure in the lighter equals the pressure in the fuel, nothing's pushing the fuel yeah. in. Yeah. So you had one of two choices. If you really wanted to optimize and get every drop of fuel out, you had to put your lighter in a freezer to let that get low. Condense. So when you squeeze the warm can, it would suck it in. And half the times when 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 customers would bring me a lighter to fill it up for them in shop, I'm not gonna ask them to put in the freezer. And wait twenty minutes. So I would screw in the canister. And I would take a flame and heat the fuel. And they would look at me like it's not. Like, it's the only way you're going to push the fuel into the fucking lighter. Half the people wasted that fuel. But someone tell me what's more expensive than $3,700 a gallon. I could be wrong, but literally the most expensive I, I should have asked less. This. I had less on the other night. I should have asked him that question. Literally the most expensive liquid I, I've ever come across when you do the math. I remember I, I did it one day. I'm like, this is absurd. It's it's expensive those those canisters. I have two, and I have two Duponts, and I'm telling you, I go, I, I have to get two different ones because I'm I'm I have the problem. I literally, I would literally be giving out Duponts on every corner. Here you go, here you go, there you go, go. yeah. One free lighter, here's a free lighter, yeah. yeah. Go yeah, pay my, go pay five dollars for my little. You just give out a mini jet. You just give out a mini jet is all you need to do. Right. I mean, yes. Right. You got I know it's funny you brought that up. I found this in my drawer. I've been using it. It's a really old mini jet. Yeah. It's been out for years. Yeah. They do make good lighters. They work. They do. They do. They do. They they, work they good make, lighters, yeah. They do. I don't think milk is going to be $3,700 a gallon. No. I hope not. No. no. Maybe in like Venezuela. You know, you know what's a phenomenon that's, that's mine? I, 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 I don't understand the psychology of it. You know, maybe I, I haven't really seen anybody talk about it. Or just maybe no one gives a shit. And no one knew it until after COVID. But there just seems to be no threshold anymore to pricings where consumers will get up in an uproar. Eggs went through the roof. Fucking eggs were selling out. Eggs were selling out in the store. Gas goes about. Nobody gives a shit. Prices just keep going up and consumers will complain. Doesn't mean they'll stop buying. And oh, yeah. it's, it's opened the floodgates for these companies to say, oh, I mean, look, in our in, downside of our industry or this type of industry is, look, we all sell the same shit. So you're following a manufacturer's guideline. We don't have that liberty. We say, we're just going to charge more because everything else is going up. And you know, companies have been doing that this last two, two three years. They don't. Everything's going up. We're going to raise our prices. Consumers are paying for it. And they're not raising it because... Technically, they have to, or their costs have gone up, or they're raising it more than they need to, because consumers are just like, in a. And I don't know if they were that way before COVID, but companies have discovered it after COVID and realized, hey man, there's really no threshold anymore because everything keeps going up. Houses were getting houses doubled in price, and guess what? People were still buying fucking houses in Florida. Yeah. Nothing stopped. I no, don't understand car, the psychology. They car prices too. Oh, yeah. Car price, bro. You can't go to the grocery store and spend three hundred dollars and fill a quarter of your fridge anymore. No, I know. Like literally, I will see a charge 
I'm like, where the fuck are groceries? You know, I get alerts. So I know my wife went grocery shopping. Yeah. I come forward. Her, Did you give the groceries to another family? No, yeah. they're here. So they're gone. Yeah, that's very true. I'll tell you where it really pissed me off because it got astronomical was was the barbershop. Barbershop Dude. pricing skyrocketed. But how but, can you blame them? People are buying it. Listen to me. Here's the thing. If we as consumers just don't say stop, I can't blame the, the, the business owners. Right. I can't. Right. I mean, so yeah. I have I have a theory with the barbershop. Here was my problem, right? First of all, they're barbers. They don't understand percentages, right? You know, when you, you ra- when you raise a, uh, a haircut from 20 to 30 bucks, I mean, that's a 50% increase. But I think the problem was, you know, because barbershops were basically a cash business forever. So those guys never wanted to go from like 20 to 22. Because then at 22, you got to have more change, more right. ones, more. It's 20 to 25 to 30. So the, the, the you know, I mean, get a haircut nowadays, cost you 40, 50 dollars. Yep. That's why I started going. And they're weeks. full. I they're can't full. even get. I can't even get a haircut in my own shop that I own half of. I mean, look. But but you know, here's the thing. And, and, and so especially in a barber shop, because I, I have a little bit of knowledge to it, right? Every seat is full. So what do you do? You can't sell more haircuts. They have a capacity. So the only thing you could do at that point is you raise your price. And you raise your price 20, 25%. You lose maybe 10, 15% of your clientele. And then you're making the same amount of money. And then you grow it again. And then once every seat is full, you only have so many seats and so many days and so many hours a day. Once that fills up again, you have another price increase. But what's happening is these guys are raising their prices and that 15 to 20% drop off is not happening. Well, what are you going to do? That's you got to get a haircut. And, and, and for some people, but, and, but, but there's the thing too. That's the thing. Like you, you think about it, you know, you raise your price 20, 25%, like the mark, you know, imagine if, imagine if Espinosa came out and raised his cigars 20, 25%, but what are you going to do? Because there's, there's, there's the, it's like, okay, this is getting too high. I've been going to this guy for five, six, seven, eight years. Do I really want to take the time? To go figure out find another barber you like find another barber i like yeah, Fuck yeah, i'll eat yeah. the extra five ten bucks yep so that's the problem here's rumors point people would rather pay more than scared to have it available yeah chicken wings chicken wings i grew up in a butcher shop chicken wings used to always be our cheapest fucking item a pound oh i know now it's absurd it's absurd Listen. yeah it is insane. I remember we used to go watch Monday Night Football. They had 10 cent wing nights. Now, yeah. if they're a dollar a piece, it's a score. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people didn't, this wasn't talked about. PCA did a huge increase on dues this year 33%. That's heavy. 33%. Was heavy. But it, now they haven't raised it in a long time either. But still, it was a big increase that happened this year. But see, was, that's the problem. And that's the, right. and I, that was the problem with barbershops too. Like, yeah. Raise it incrementally because you're going to get a sticker shock when it's like, right. boom, suddenly we're raising it 30%. I didn't see people complain about it because I think the people who are complaining about dues aren't going to go to the trade show to begin with or join the PCA to begin with. That's why I didn't think it was made – but it was it was a big increase that was it. Right, right, right. But, yeah, that's that's that's, that's a heavy yeah. hit. But, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, Dan LeBeau, that's, that's how I, that's actually how I, I justify like my chess spends for my different chess app subscriptions, you know, 15 bucks a month. You know, I may, yeah. I smoke a cigar that's 15 bucks, right. you know, so yeah. 
I mean, but we got to live. You know, we got to live. What, what are we yeah. going to do? You know? Exactly. But uh, while we're waiting for Abe to get back on, it's uh, it's about that time. Yep. Let's find out this week what is the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Sorry, guys. Okay. My yep. chrome just froze up. I, had uh, to it's, I wanted to ask, because I don't really know before Coop gets started, is, you know, there was always the super cuts and whatever, which was $6, $9. What's the super cut at now? Does anybody know? Or one of these, like, you know, the, the thrill, no rift barber shops. That's got to be a 15 to $20 haircut, probably not. Oh, probably. Let's see. Supercut services. Uh, Supercuts was a $6 haircut when I was growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot more yeah. There's not, there's not a $6 or anything. I'm just wondering what the no frills, low end haircut is these days. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find. Uh, let's see. Here's a supercut. They're saying 22, 25. Yeah, I'm saying Supercut, Salt Lake. This is, I guess, a Utah, but I see a Supercut for 28 bucks. Supercut to 38 bucks. Jesus. I mean, there you have it. Yeah. yeah. 22 yeah. bucks. Yeah. And that's the and time of $10, $15 haircuts are gone. 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 All right, Coop, you have the floor, my friend. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're all good. Uh, it's a light week. And like I said, on top of that, there were a couple of stories we didn't get to because of the issues we had on Coop this week. But, um, one story is coming from Gurkha Cigars. Um, they are shipping the 25th anniversary of the Gurkha Beauty. So I, I don't know if folks remember the Gurkha Beauty. This was a cigar. I used to love this cigar, by the way. Um, came in the, these frosted tubes. It was a six and a half by 60 cigar. Um, the 25th anniversary is a different blend. Um, it's, it's a Corojo blend. The original was a Connecticut. Um, and um, it's still going to come in the frosted tubes. If you looked at that picture, I saw a trend with Gurkha this year at the trade show. They're getting back to the Gurkha packaging. Like, they were getting away from that for a few years. And now they're getting right. more towards the ornate packaging. All the releases this year I saw had the ornate packaging back. And this was one of them. So uh, this is going to be a $30 cigar. A uh, thousand boxes produced uh, in 25-count boxes. So, uh, again, I think they're getting back to the Gurkha cigars we we know in terms of the packaging so it put them on the map what yeah. it put them on the map it put them on the map you know you and, say, and i you can yeah. say whatever you want about gurkha they sell millions and millions and millions of cigars every year yeah they do they do and uh you know gurkha beauty was actually a really good cigar too that they did i i, I remember I, I bought a lot of those i love those i love those cigars they weren't 30 dollars back then but uh you know get takes some change so that is starting to hit the stores um as as we speak so definitely uh, check that one out. Um, next story. Um, this is uh, kind of curious on Abe's thought on this one. Um, not so much of. So there was a uh, the PCA announced that Christian Aroa has been elected to the executive committee, which essentially is the board of directors. He's replacing Mike Condor as the manufacturer. Um, I think they called it the uh, Manufacturer Associate Liaison. So that's the one manufacturer that's on the board of directors. Mike was on there for a long time. So now Christian's coming in there um, to take over uh, starting in March, right at the trade show. They're going to do it. So, um, you know, the board of directors has always been a controversial thing with PCA because the retailers are on there for like 10 years. They right. go through like a 10-year cycle. No, 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 no. 
Only the retailers on the executive board of the retailers. on the executive board. We're talking yeah, about the executive board. Yeah, yeah. Through the whole 10, 12 year process. It's twelve. Uh, you're right. It's twelve. I remember saying it is twelve. It used to be more because they used to have an ex officio position, which they got rid of. No, they, they still. Have, I, I've told at least they still have the ex officio position. Uh, I think we got rid of it while I was there, unless they bought it back. Um, no, because what do you call it? um Greg Zimmerman moved into the exec uh, moved into that position. He was exactly. the. Uh, Mm. So he's an executive yeah. show. Yeah, it's like twelve. I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I, the manufacturer one, though, it, Mike was on there forever, and he doesn't like. I don't know how. It's like I think it's two year terms, but he kept going back on there too. Probably couldn't find another sucker. <laughs> I mean, let me look, man. It's it's a thankless job. It's a job. It's just dysfunctional, and you know, uh, it's it's tough no matter how you slice it. But yeah. You know. It definitely is. Um, I mean, look, it's Christian has a lot of things on his plate, so now he's a part of it, and uh, we shall see what happens. I mean, there were a couple of other. There was a. I mean, I think they just added someone this year too. Uh, Mary Sardmack from uh, Smoker Friendly, I think, was added earlier this year, so she's going to be going through and eventually make her way up to president. You know, it's like they, you start out, I think, as tre- as secretary, then it's treasurer. Wow. President, hold president. on, hold on, hold on. Somebody from Smoker Friendly got on the executive board. Yeah, Mary, so I got a problem with that. Okay, the smoke. It, it, you you can see it could be it could have changed, right? I'm, I, a lot of my dad is a few years old, but smokers friendly don't really have any premium cigar shops. I couldn't tell you that. Um, I don't we, think smokers friendly has. They, they sell cigars, and, and don't get me wrong, they sell a lot of cigars. Yeah, but they're not indicative of what. Or representative of what the the vast majority of our industry is made of. Those are those are what do you call it? They're they're not premium. They're, tobacco, they're, they're tobacco outlets, like almost they're tobacco they're, outlets. Yeah, they're I don't tobacco know. outlets that I'm going to guarantee you ninety percent of their business is everything but cigars. They they definitely know they do cigarettes, right? They're big cigarettes. So look, here's I'll, I'll read I'll read this paragraph. This is from Half Wheel. While most of the PCA board and executive committee members tend to be owner operators of one or a handful of cigar stores, Zarmac works for Smoker Friendly, a decidedly different kind of store than most PCA members. Many of the more than 800 Smoker Friendly locations are franchise stores owned by independent operators go. through Smoker Friendly, though Smoker Friendly owns a number of these stores. Furthermore, most Smoker Friendly locations are focused on selling all different types of tobacco products instead of the majority of PCA members, which tend to be cigar focused stores. It, it's not indicative or representative of what the association is there for and protecting. Why look, I like I'd have no problem if they were on the board, do a three year tenure like the rest of us. Right. I just don't agree with the them being on the executive board and dictating the shape, and I'm not, this, this, this isn't insulting to anybody at Smokers Friendly. They're good people. They're great people. But they're great, yep. let's just call it for what it is. Someone's going to be making decisions and what shapes this organization, which makes decisions a lot for what our industry does, for the next 12 to 14 years. Nice. And they're not even representative of what this industry or this association in particular is for and protecting and representing. So, yeah, that, that doesn't fly well with me. 
Yeah, this is it's a, like I said, that's a long term that, that someone's on there for. Power, it's a powerful group. This is they. You're right. They they shape a lot. There's the there's the board members, but this executive committee, um, like I said, they they have a lot of power. So um, it's basically, a long time to have someone making. Scott decisions. Pierce works for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time to have someone making decisions. It's not yeah. really indicative yeah. of. Yeah, I, I'm not what? familiar. I'm, I'm familiar with the stores, but there's not any in my area. They're more in the west, I think. Uh, those stores. So I'm not as familiar and, and, with and most of what they sell are the bundles, the low. I mean, they have some. They do Rocky Mountain though, don't I, they? Do the Rocky I, Mountain I, cigar? I, 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 they do. They, yeah, they they, they they do. They're they're because they sell cigars. But right. as a model, what the, most of their places, right. are, you know, you know, I I know through some manufacturers of what their products are buying is makeup right. is, but it's mostly bundled cigars. They're not really high end premium yeah. cigar. Yeah. So, so um, which is basically any tobacco outlet, you know, outside of cartons of cigarettes, they're selling volumes and volumes of low end stuff. They're not selling high end right. stuff. So, yeah, um, interesting. Sorry, Coop. Go ahead. No, no, that was what I was going to say on that. Yeah, so that that was the uh, that you know that was the other change that happened this week as far as that went with Christian. Anything else in the news? One other story. Um. Quality importers made an announcement. They have a new stinky ashtray. Uh, it's called the Stinky One Piece Ashtray. It's a uh, eight inch in diameter by two and a half inch bowl. It's got the the stirrups. You can see it's got the stirrups um, that kind of built into the edge of the ashtray. Yeah, I was gonna say the nicest ashtray because nothing will actually break off this. Right, exactly. <laughs> so they and I, I they they say these things float in a pool too. You can actually put them in the pool when they float. So I'd like to know how many stinky ashtrays you ever saw with all the stirrups still on it. Oh, I, I that I, wasn't I, brand new. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I just see people I mean, in the store. It, they pick, they pull on them and stuff. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally the staple of a stinky ashtray. There's missing some stirrups. Stirrups, exactly. But you know, I see people pick it up by the stirrup. That's not what it's meant for. You know, yeah. what I mean? right. Right, you know, yeah. it's not what it's meant for, but yeah, I mean, it's really become indicative of what a stinky ashtray is. Yeah. They have to have one or two missing stirrups on the ashtray. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. really bad because we got little mini ones in our store. They only have two stirrups. <laughs> so when you lose one, man, it's like fuck. It's, it's, it's done. Yeah. It's a one-person ashtray. No, I'll tell you what was really bad. You know, we had it in West Palm for a long time. We had to replace, but we had the really big one that had the a earth. ton of stirrups. The earth one, yeah. yeah. yeah but you know, after five, six, eight of those, suddenly there's so much space between it, stirrups. Yeah. Yeah, these aren't badly priced at twenty nine ninety nine. So uh, no, that's not bad. Twenty nine. They're not bad priced at all. Uh, you got some different colors in there. Um, so yeah, they they're hitting the stores now. So um, now you're asking the right guy there. If anybody would know, it's him. Yeah. Yep. I I yeah I I haven't tried floating in the pool. I don't know. So uh, I, yeah. So anything um, else? No, but I want to let me audible one thing because you weren't here last week, uh, and we did talk about uh, Fuente Padron leaving, leaving the Dominican Republic. Is what I want to say. It's um, the ninth now. It's still no no word. Yet. We, so it supposedly they they left the Dominican on Thanksgiving. We don't you're, have you're, much. Of, it's going to be here before Christmas, one thousand percent. because I'm getting worried, Abe. I'm getting right. worried. I may lose. They would have never. They listen to me. There's certain things you have to understand. First right. off, just for the record, all right. You're getting a signed five dollar bill from me, but psychologically and mentally, this is a win in my column as far as I'm concerned. I was way closer to the truth, the fact that it matters. Well, you have to draw the line somewhere. Like I said, we have to no, draw no, the line I, somewhere. Listen, yeah. I get it, but yeah. I mean, coming out December twenty fourth, it may as well have been twenty twenty four. I was. Did writing. I sweat this out? Absolutely. I was right and basically said you weren't going to see this till twenty twenty four when they released it two and a half years ago. Talk about two and a half years ago. 
So, I mean, it's definitely a win in my comp because I was more accurate and I was a longer shot. But they would have never, ever, ever talked about it unless they were 1,000% sure it was going to get – I mean, Carlito sent me like, – Carlito gave me that that story, right? Um, And I ran with it. But then I started thinking about this. I'm like – because Perdomo did the same thing with the 30th. They announced it was Jeremy Nicaragua. Carlito was knowledgeable. This could be true. It could have influenced the outcome. I know Carlito was in. A, I know Carlito was aware of the bet. By the way, I know Carlito and Abe. I know what too. Yeah, Jose was telling me Carlito's aware of the bet. So I know he was too. I mean, there the, still is some room for error here, right? Listen, no, I'm, 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 it's ten only, business days. We got customs. Only room, customs. The only room for error is a catastrophic one. <laughs> Either customs, fire, loss. That's the I, only thing I did that. not claim any victory. I was really low key on it. I'm like, okay, they shipped. It's a good sign. Don't get me wrong. I but claimed, now it's I, ten I, weeks, I, ten days, I, days basically. I claimed I'm going to call it a concession. I've conceded more than I'm going to call this a defeat. It was a I and I'm not claiming. I'm like the guy at the election. I'm not. No, uh, that's I'm a, not. A I'm not. The, I'm the not going to make a speech yet. But I'm saying that I mean, we don't. We listen, don't have word that it's actually I've, landed in the states yet, right? I've, I mean, there's still I've, room. I've had bets where I've been dead wrong. In fact, you and I made a bet, and as soon as I realized what the price point or something, I said, "Oh, I lost this bet before it even." Mm-hmm. Before we even started the bet, right? It was, it was some release of how many we were going to sell. Yeah, and I didn't know what the price point. Yeah. But this, I mean, basically, I called it two. No one said. No one said this was going to take almost three years to get out. No one. I said you'd be oh. lucky if you don't. You'll be if you see this until twenty twenty four. I. To call something that far out and be off I, by a couple weeks. See, I was yeah, confident because of the Father's Day thing, right? So I said that's why when missed I made Father's the Father's Day thing, they've missed two of them already. <laughs> missed two of them at all. Yeah. Because yeah. look, I know one of just one of those, each one individually on their own, takes so much time to do something like this. Yeah. Now oh, put yeah. two different companies together, two different families. Just, actually three. Actually three, because no one's <laughs> involved with this too now. You think so there about you go. It. So yeah, it, it, three it, different yeah. companies and three different families. It just—I saw no way that this was going to come out anytime quickly. I'm sweating this though. I got to be honest. I'm not claiming any victory no, here. No, if it, if it doesn't show up, you win. I mean, no, if it's I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But the only yeah. thing that—the only thing that I'm, I'm telling you—they would have never bought it up unless it was going to be out before the holidays. And, and listen, it could be the last week. I mean, but the only thing that can keep this from it being a win from you, like I said, is some catastrophic customs un- or catastrophe. Yeah. yeah un- unforeseen event. Cause otherwise they just wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, they wouldn't have yeah. bought it up before the holidays. Factories closing for two weeks. That they right. there for two weeks. See, they were just was- waiting until they reopened to, to start talking about it. Abe, you, I think, missed the show that week, uh, the, when the Big Smoke weekend, because I thought they were going to announce it was shipping at the Big Smoke, and when it didn't happen, I'm like, I think I'm going to lose this bet. I'm like, because of this, <laughs> because of the factory schedule and all that. So but I was it, convinced I was going to lose the bet at that point. But it's to my point, it's to my point that they wouldn't have talked about it until they knew they really were going to Yeah, get yeah. And probably at that point, they still weren't sure. They still weren't sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, a, it's encouraging, but I'm going to let it play out, is what I'm saying. I'm just... Uh, Alex, you got time for a would you rather? Or are we going to sign out? Do you have one? Oh, no. I thought, I don't know. Oh, no. I didn't have one. I named that jam this week. <laughs> well, I thought that's, yeah, okay. We're good. Anyways, it's 12.02. We've done our two hours. We hope you enjoyed this Saturday. Had fun. Good way to start your Saturday. Thank you for joining us. Check out us on Facebook, on Instagram. Join us at Smoking Social, our private Facebook group, if you haven't done so already. Great smoke tickets are flying off the shelves. It's going to be an epic year this year. 
Um, and what else am I missing? Summer, uh, the so- holidays, holidays of is rolling full, along. Full effect, tons of st- stuff. Win epic chick. Check us out on smoking.com. I won't be here next week, but the boys will, and then we'll see you. In well, at weeks. least me and Koopa, we don't know. Well, yeah, we- <laughs> that still <laughs> remains to be seen. Who knows when? <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Till next week, everybody. Keep it lit. <laughs>